You are listening to the number one Toyota truck and SUV podcast, Toyota Trucks and Trails, with discussions from restorations to racing, interviews with folks from all areas of the Toyota community, product and event reviews, and much more. We are sure to offer something for you, so sit back and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 27 of Toyota Trucks and Trails podcast. I am your host, Jason Hoffman, and with me bringing you the Northeast perspective, as always, is our co-host, Rich LaRusso. How you doing, Rich? Excellent. Excellent. I, the Northeast perspective, I, I, that's that's pretty good. Well, I, I, I figured maybe your inbox got flooded from my intro last week, you know. Um, or last episode, pardon me, and uh, I, I didn't want to do that to you, you know, two episodes in a row. I figured I'd ease up on you a little bit. Yeah, because my, my inbox is full of, uh, you know, eager young ladies who would like to get to know me better. Yeah, we, we, we don't need that, so. I'm, I'm lying. <laughs> well, you're, you're a married man on top of it, so. Um. I know, I know, and I wouldn't mess with my wife. In fact, I don't. I don't know her personally, but just from from what little bit I do know of her, I, I don't think I would either. Um, no, no. I'm slightly uh, in, intimidated no. by that, but no, that, don't you? Yeah, that's just don't. No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> just don't. Uh, I'm with you. I I understand completely. I I live I, in that. I live in that same world. I promise you. I love my wife to death uh, enough to uh, know what buttons not to push right right <laughs> I, i'm i'm there with did you. i mention she doesn't listen to the show <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna send her a link just just so she can can hear that yeah <clears throat> i think she probably has heard it uh in recording the, the, the podcast and just knowing her i i know the exact facial expression and, and eye roll that she makes <laughs> <laughs> at most of the other things i say <laughs> So, uh, um, you know, I might not have seen it, but that's probably how it went. Well, I, I have to say that, that, you know, you mentioned a couple of times, but last week in particular, or last episode in particular, that, that she doesn't listen. And um, I, I have to admit that that hurts a little bit. Um, I mean, I know she's one of them Nissan folks and probably listens to those two goons wow. over there doing the Nissan Nation deal. But uh, hi, hi, Dave and Dan. Because I, I know they listen, so. I, you know, I think she probably would if she had more time. She's she's a busy lady. She's got a lot going on, and um, that's probably got a little to do with it. And uh, I think the other thing is, is too, is she, she's got to listen to my stupid crap pretty much whenever she's not at work. So she's just like, why would I listen to him even more? Right. You know? right. <laughs> Which, <laughs> you know, is the same decision I would make if I was in her shoes. So. Good. Good point. Good point. Well, uh, enough discussion about our wives. Um, ha- have you been now, wait, up to... Wait, 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 whoa, whoa, no, we can't just walk away. You're, it's your turn. <laughs> it's my, my turn. How's it my does turn? Does your wife listen to the show? Uh, she does. Um, maybe not every episode, but she uh, she does uh, occasionally this. She, she's better at forcing me to listen to, to the episodes myself, um, okay. which... Uh, I guess is a, a good way to kind of critique yourself a little bit. And, and uh, for, for those of you out there, if you 
don't like the sound of your recorded voice, um, start doing a a podcast and listen to yourself over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. It uh, it doesn't get any better. You you still don't like to listen to your recorded voice, or at least I don't anyway. So, uh, but yeah, that that's that's kind of where she's at. Now, does she have the same facial expression and eye roll thing? I mean, is this do all wives and or husbands? have this facial expression I, I, I think that's, for their spouse. I, I think that's a very uniform response. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I had a feeling I just, I, I needed to check with someone else. Yeah. My wife and I have been married. We've been together almost 25 years and uh, it has uh, for us. She's it's, a very, very brave soul. Um, yes. She's a very strong woman. <laughs> you know, I, I, I wake up most mornings and wonder, um, if she has some, I don't mean this in a bad way, but if she has some mental deficiency that has allowed her to put up with me all these, all these years, because <laughs> I, I can't help but think that a sane person would have, you know, at some point ran, ran away screaming. So, uh, bless her heart. She, she's managed, she's managed to do it for a long time. Now, wait a minute. You just used bless her heart. <laughs> I, I, I mean that from the what mid, did you really I, mean? I mean that from the, the the Midwest. Bless your heart, not the Southern. Not bless the your southern heart. One. Right, God. right. It has di- different meanings from different parts of the country. So, right, right. no, I was watching your back on that one. I didn't watch. Well, it, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Because <laughs> I could get sticky fast. Yes, definitely, definitely. Ah, oh. all right. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> have you been up to anything exciting? Um, I have not. I have not. I still have the same projects hanging. Um, my day job's been super busy this winter, so uh, I've been dealing with that. And I'm in the middle of planning the biggest Toyota event in the Northeast United States uh, for this year. And I am completely buried in things to do. <laughs> so I, I haven't um, done any cool off-roading. I've, I've gone out and driven up a couple mountains and took some pictures, and that was about it. You know, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. I've been home. Uh, I've been one home one day the entire month of of January, and uh, sadly, it's not because work is busy. It's because things are slow, and we're kind of getting hung up here and there, and just not uh, just not making it home. Um, but that it is what it is. It you know it, it in in my profession that happens every year. So, uh, but I I, I haven't been. Uh, haven't been able to get to uh, to anything hands on. However, uh, been uh, been doing whatever I can do from uh, from not being at home. Been uh, just really hardcore focused on getting some content together for the podcast. Got a lot, a lot of a lot of interviews put together for that. And some projects that I had previously uh, on a, on a previous episode had mentioned. Um, kind of. Uh, Obviously, I can't do the the hands-on part of it, but kind of getting stuff organized with uh, with some new armor and and bumpers and and that kind of stuff. Uh, some things that I'm I'm hoping to be able to uh, to dis- discuss in in greater detail in the very near future. Um, don't really want to dive into it right now, but uh, sounds like some some good things are are. Well, it doesn't sound like I'm I'm pushing towards some good things coming together in in that area. So. Hopefully soon, anyway. But uh, I got to have some home time to uh, 
to get going with anything, and uh, that just hasn't been hasn't been available to me. So, um, and to, and to switch gears a little, um, I am collecting the best list I can find, which is basically my disclaimer for saying I'm not aware of everything um, of of events going on for 2017, so that we can. You know, not only help promote events, but make people aware of events. Um, and because uh, 2017 is going to be kind of a, a big year for Toyota events on the eastern seaboard alone. And I, I had only have a little bit of information on West Coast events. Um, so I, I think there is enough events going on in the Toyota community this year to keep someone somewhere busy every weekend. You know, it's about very many weeks. You know, I, I wanted to mention that I, I follow uh, countless um, Toyota related related groups and pages and whatnot on on Facebook and and other social media. And uh, it, it, it even this time of year, um, it seems like right now, every every weekend, there's some kind of get together or some kind of small gathering or, or something through one of these groups or clubs or pages or or you know, even, even bigger events than that. Um, more so than I've noticed in the past. And, uh, not, not only am I noticing it, but, um, I, I'm feeling really bummed and, you know, walking around with pouty face because I, uh, I can't make it to any of them <laughs> and I'm stuck at work. But, uh, I hope the, the, the listeners that are getting out to this kind of stuff and, and, uh, being able to, uh, to enjoy getting out in the, in the woods or the rocks or, or, you know, whatever the mud, whatever you enjoy doing that, uh, that everybody's having a good time doing it and, uh, keep it up, keep posting pictures and stuff. Cause right now, uh, web wheeling is about as close as I'm getting to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other thing too, that that's a shame is, uh, it, it's kind of getting to the point where, um, you know, I've got some friends going to the event. Hey, you going to this event? Oh, no, I can't because I have to go to this other event. And, and it's a shame. I mean, it's awesome that there's so many events that you have to turn some down. But, you know, it's like I'm not even playing favorites. I, I go in the order I've committed to the things, you know, because I, I don't like to cancel and say, oh, I'm not I'm not going. I'm going to go to this other event instead because that, that's not nice. But, um, you know, it, it, it's really tough, really tough. I, I haven't ran into that uh, probably nearly as much as you have. Um, I think listeners will will acknowledge that uh, you probably make it out to more events in a year than than I do. Um, but uh, I, I'm I'm looking for this to be a big year, and and even on the event side of things, um, I've been working on uh, trying to uh, trying to get a few things organized that I I might be able to make it to. Uh, to some events, not, uh, not necessarily on the West coast, so to speak, but, um, a whole lot further, further West than, uh, what I normally do. So, um, again, that none of that is written in stone yet, but, uh, kind of working on the, the logistics side of it and seeing, uh, seeing if I can make that happen. So maybe, uh, later in the, later in the year, I'll get to meet up with some of our, our listeners out, uh, a little, a little further West in, in the country. We really need to, to get paid to go around and go to off-road events. There's got to be a there's got to be an angle here somewhere. Yeah, we, we need to uh, figure out how to make this a full-fledged media thing. And I got it. We'll become an Overland group. No. Oh. Maybe expedition. <laughs> 
No, Overland's better. Nobody uses uh, nobody uses Expedition anymore. That's antiquated. That's we should we should talk about that later. We'll we'll get into that later. We we've got yeah. a we've got a huge show this week. Um, really big, really big, really show. big, um, really big. We missed a few there, and and we uh, we have a couple of different. Uh, one of them is just kind of a discussion. The other one is a a, a, a long overdue interview. Should have uh, should have took place a long time ago, and and I actually recorded it. Uh, a few weeks back and uh, it's just due due to get out there so we're we're going to have a couple of discussions and and uh, that kind of thing but uh it it's going to be a long one this this episode i think yeah and and i really don't think that you know that uh anyone will complain um you know we all have pause buttons and uh, <clears throat> i'm really excited though about our first interview uh, especially because I haven't heard it yet, and and I will soon. But uh, I I think anyone who's in the Toyota community is very very anxious to hear from this person and uh, what happened and what they're going to do and 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 all that. Um, so uh, I'll 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 let you I'll let you walk it in. But I I just wanted to express that I I'm just as excited as everyone else probably is about this. Well, cool. He he definitely shares a lot of a lot of information. But uh, we had uh, in the last episode this the, the the major part of this happened even before we we re- recorded the last episode, and I I wanted to discuss it then, and Rich and I got busy chatting, and it, it completely slipped my mind. But for those of you that that pay attention to social media, especially Toyota social media, and and uh, and that sort of thing. Most everybody knows uh, Baker and, and Bakes FJ. Um, we've had him on the show a, a couple of times in the past, but on uh, on Baker's last trip, um, unfortunately, uh, he was involved in an accident and ended up uh, rolling his FJ Cruiser. And sadly, the uh, the FJ Cruiser that that kind of was the the staple of Bakes FJ. Uh, the insurance company decided to uh, decided to total it. So it, it, Baker is still around, but but Bakes FJ uh, the the uh, the FJ itself isn't. And uh, I wanted to to get Baker on, and Baker thinks enough of the podcast and and finds it. Uh, a good way to uh, to get information out about what he's doing that he kind of reached out to me and, and wanted to come on and and uh, talk a little bit about um, what his plans are going forward and uh, I know he's talked a little bit about it on social media but uh, he he from from what I've read that he's posted on social media he gets a little more in depth in in this discussion just uh like I said, about plans moving forward and, and different things that he is uh, looking at getting into and and that kind of stuff. It's it's really informative and and if you enjoy enjoy Baker and what he does at all, I think you'll uh, I think you'll find it really interesting. And um, if you're not familiar with Baker, uh, like I said, we've we've done a couple of interviews in the past, and by all means, check out uh, check out what he does on social media. The guy is uh, 
I, I mentioned it to him several times in the interview. He is a super optimistic guy, uh, very upbeat, just really enjoys life. And to, uh, to have, uh, to have something like this happen to, to a guy like that is, is kind of a sad deal for me. I'm, I'm grateful that him and his wife, Ashley, you know, came out of the accident unscathed, no injuries. And, uh, for a guy to, uh, to stand on top of his rolled over truck and, and have his wife take a picture of him just like he would in, in any other circumstances to me speaks volumes for, for who the guy is. Yeah. I, I had the pleasure of meeting, meeting Bakes and in person and, and he is, he is quite a guy, quite a character, uh, impossible not to have a good time around, around him. And, uh, um, I think the big question on everybody's lips is, is, you know, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do next? Cause you know, Bakes Forerunner just doesn't have the same ring to it. So, you know, or Bakes Tacoma. I, I, don't, I don't know how that would work. I wonder what he's going to do. Well, he, he definitely discusses in the, uh, in the interview um, that there will be a, a rebranding of Bakes FJ. Um, sadly, we didn't get an exclusive, and he doesn't tell us what it is. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> that, that might honestly be... Um, because he doesn't know yet what it's going to be. Um, that's the ex- excuse I'm going to use. Um, but uh, Oh, he knows. You I, know, I, Baker. I, I, you I, know. I, I believe if he If you're does. listening, Baker, I know you know, and you're just not telling us. Well, um, <laughs> I, I agree. I agree completely. But, Baker. But that's I, his business. That's I, his business. I, yes, yes. But, anyway, without, uh, without further ado, we'll go ahead and... and uh, run this interview and and uh just uh instead of me trying to uh trying to speak for him we'll just let the man speak for himself okay everybody uh joining us on the show again is baker from bakes fj and baker i kind of feel like in a way that i I should be playing taps or something in the background for (laughs) for this uh for this particular interview (laughs) yeah uh sad day but I guess, I guess she's in a better place in that big off-road park in the sky. Well, so, something tells me that the uh, the Toyota community, or at least a large part of uh, the Toyota community, and and a big part of the off-road community as a whole, is uh, very, very grateful that that you and your wife Ashley came out of this whole incident for the most part unscathed. But uh, I feel like. Uh, a lot of us feel like we we have lost a a, a huge part of uh, a huge part of our community in in losing your FJ. Yeah, um, we we feel the same way um, in terms of losing part of the community. Um, you know, not being able to to post pictures of the FJ and, and everything else like I was doing and take the trips in the FJ. And even meet up with uh, so many great people uh, because of the FJ, um, and so there's a little bit of a loss for both of us. We're both obviously thankful that neither one of us were injured, um, and it could have been a lot worse. There was snow on the ground that helped to cushion um, the impact and all that. Uh, so there's a little bit of a loss, but at the same time, um, it was great seeing so many people with the community rally around us and, and give us their support and offer to help however they could and everything else. So 
Well, we that was nice. We we've talked before about how inclusive the uh, the Toyota community is, and you know even to a larger extent, uh, like I said earlier, the uh, the off road community as a whole, and uh, whether you you see yourself as as a celebrity in this community or not, you you are that, and uh, <laughs> it it takes a special person to reach that kind of. Uh, to reach that kind of stature and you know i told you before we started started recording that i i, I found it very uh very heartwarming to see the uh the community rally behind you and and uh, just want to make sure that you were okay and and things were uh going to get taken care of for you and that kind of stuff so uh, i'm i'm with you yeah. I, I thought that was really cool so yeah i agree wholeheartedly um and even after the accident, I knew that uh, that I'll be getting back into the Toyota community at some point. Um, but just what really reinforced that decision to me was seeing the community come together and, and everything like that uh, made me realize that this is by far one of the best communities out there um, and something that I want to continue to be a part of. Well, we, we hear it at the podcast are, are glad to hear that and I'm sure that other people in, in the uh, in the Toyota community are glad to glad to hear that as well we would have uh, I'm sure it, it, we, we would have followed you anywhere you went um, but uh, some of us may have been a little disheartened if, it, if you had went in certain directions so <laughs> yeah or, or oh, chose to anyway. been disheartened. yeah I'm with you on that one I'd have to do the walk of shame <laughs> well, we, we wouldn't have done that to you, but uh, you, you may have felt that way. Um, well, you you wanted to come on the show, and we want we wanted to get you back on the show to uh, to talk about a few things in particular. And uh, so, for the time being, I, I will just kind of let you uh, take control here and and talk about what what you you wanted to get out, if if that's okay with you. Yeah, absolutely. All righty. Well, the, the, oh. the floor is yours. Just go ahead. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, I guess I'll get started with uh, what I plan on doing is through the next several months, because I'm still, uh, I would say, maybe about six months out from getting another vehicle. So between now and then, uh, I plan on releasing different write-ups, one of them being discussing the rollover, uh, talking about some of the decisions that I made that I think were good and some of the decisions I made that I think were bad and, uh, and possible different things that I could have done to prevent that from happening. And just kind of giving a little bit more in-depth view of the rollover and some of the important safety considerations to take into account in that type of situation. And then since I'm in the process of selecting which vehicle <clears throat> will be next, I plan on keeping people updated with that and also releasing uh, a comparison, if you will, on different types of vehicles leading up to the point where I actually make my decision and then why I decided to go this route versus other routes. And I still plan on being active in the community as much as possible. Um, my website's still going to stay up, so there's information there that, that talks about the FJ, of course, and different tips and tricks on how to do things and how-tos. 
so I plan on continuing to do all that. And then, of course, once I get another vehicle, then the build will start on that. And I'll try and mimic what I did with the FJ in terms of, of uh, working with the community and also just the progress on a build and information and everything else. Uh, so all of that will remain the same. At some point, there will be a name change, obviously. Uh, I'll go away from Bakes FJ and try and find something a little bit more neutral that'll still encompass all types of uh, trips and adventures and not be so vehicle-specific. What I'd really like to do is start, obviously, telling my stories and the trips that, that my wife and I take and then also, hopefully, at some point, tell other people's stories. Uh, I know there's a lot of people out there in our community and other communities that have done uh, amazing trips and taken amazing adventures who just don't really have the platform for their voice to be heard. And I'd like to reach out to them and, and help tell their story. So I think there's a lot out there. And so just like anything, over a course of time, things will change. So the name will change, but the, the adventure will remain the same there. Uh, and there's a few other things in the works that'll come out when that, when that time is right. But, you know, I definitely plan on continuing to do what I was doing before and hopefully make it a little bit better and hopefully have even more people interact with it. Well, I, I think that, that that is going to grow and, Speaking for, for myself, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're looking at, at uh, expanding things a bit and, uh, one, sticking around and, and continuing to, uh, to I, I don't know if entertain is the right word, but um, I, I guess entertain the, the community with, with your adventures and that kind of stuff and, and uh, give give people something to look forward to. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're going to continue doing that and... Uh, and even even expand on that some so uh, it, it sounds like you've got a uh, a lot of growth planned and and that's that's always a good thing so uh, I, I for one look forward to uh, to what's next well thank you as do I um, I think if that's there was a lot of things that I learned because of the FJ and a lot of experiences and opportunities that I had because of the FJ um, and, uh, one of those was the realization of how much I enjoy traveling and how much I enjoy taking either spontaneous trips or being on a trip and then just diverting somewhere different that was off of the initial planning of the trip, which you and I have talked about before. There's really not much planning with my trips, but, and so the FJ taught me that, that America uh, the world in general, but America is just a, a big, beautiful place filled with lots of opportunity. And so I definitely want to keep that going. Uh, there's a lot of places that I'd like to revisit and a lot of places I haven't been to that I want to go to. And so the, the sense of adventure definitely came to life because of the FJ. And then once people started joining along via social media, or even in person, having the opportunity to meet up with them, then it made the adventure even more real. Kind of gave it a, a, a tangible side, if you will. And that's definitely something that that I don't want to give up. And it was nice to be able to 
to read about a place on the internet and then go there and visit, but meet up with somebody in person and have them give me the, the real tour of the area versus just the Google tour of the area. And then to hear their stories and get to know them. And so definitely want to keep that going. And I, I think both people on both sides of that coin appreciated that, that out of you, that you searched out people in areas to, to connect with and also people from the outside looking in um, enjoyed that aspect of it, that it wasn't just the cookie cutter road trip that um, so many of us envision, you know, that you, uh, you've always been willing, will, willing to, uh, to get off the, uh, the beaten path and, and, you know, really see, uh, really see what's out there. And then, uh, not only that, but be, be so willing and open about, uh, sharing that with, with the rest of the people that, that pay attention to what you're doing. Yeah, it's, it, it was a, a great experience. And I look forward to continuing it in terms of vehicle selection for the next build. Um, as much as I love the FJ and how unique the FJ was, and just the FJ community in general. <clears throat> right now I'm leaning towards a different direction for a build. And I think some of it is I want to do something new. And, you know, the FJ will always have a special place. But I think it, it's time for something new. Uh, build up another vehicle, get another vehicle, hopefully to all lower 48 states. That's my goal if I flip that vehicle after hitting all 48 states and I'm going to stop setting that as a goal. Cause obviously that's the problem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So I think that the, the next vehicle will be uh, something that still has a great community, but uh, will give me different experiences, maybe a larger engine, maybe, you know, more fuel capacity for longer uh, continued trips. Each vehicle has its own pros and cons. And so I think it's time to to move into another vehicle and, and build that up and get to know that. I'm just sitting here quietly waiting for a hint as to what that vehicle might be. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I've I've compiled a list of vehicles that that I would like to get into, and they're all within the Toyota family. And uh, and in total. There's seven, eight vehicles on this list. Some of them are very similar to the, the other vehicle. Some of them are completely different. Uh, but each one offers uh, pros and cons. <clears throat> and so I'm in the process of, of compiling this list with information, uh, size of the engine, torque, horsepower, fuel economy, towing capacity, you know, all this information, and then comparing each vehicle against each other and i've i've already driven all these vehicles uh, at one point or another so and some of them i've driven that were modified some that i've driven were stock so i have a very small idea of of how they handle and so uh so i definitely want to take my time on this vehicle selection and almost build it on paper before i actually buy it and start the build just to make sure that it is in fact what I want. I think, you know, all of us could agree with our, our first build or our second build that there's things that we would go back and do differently oh, because absolutely. we just, absolutely. Yeah. 
yeah, uh, I know that. That's that's very true with me. Um, I didn't know at the time, or maybe it was something that was really pretty and shiny, and I I bought it not knowing exactly what it would do. Um, and so I want to take my time on this. Like I said, build it on paper before I actually start the build, just so I I have an idea of where I want to go with it, the parts that I want, what parts are available, uh, even the approximate cost of the build. So there's a lot of information that I'm weighing against each other before I make my decision. But I assure you it is still within the Toyota family. It'll either be a Toyota or a Lexus. So the decision hasn't been made yet. Just just promise me that uh, no no harm to them or to their owners, but uh, as long as a Prius is not on, on the list, um, I, I think uh, I think the community will, will stick behind you. Well, if you'll give me a second, I'm going to have to go to my list and remove one of the vehicles. So, so now we're down to the six. Prius was on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, somehow I doubt that. Um, I, I somehow I really really doubt that. Well, to be honest with you, if I had if I had a lot more money, I would definitely add a Prius to the list and just build that into a monster. Build, but build. I don't have the money. Just, Build Probably the, a good thing. The first off-road Prius hybrid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it definitely would not be a hybrid by the time I got finished with it. <laughs> well, um, I I, th- I think we're all safe on that, and, and uh, I, I I promise you that I I know that you're not, but uh, on some level, I think uh, I think everybody appreciates the uh, the suspense of of waiting to. Uh, to see what you decide to do next. And, uh, I, I firmly believe that whatever you choose, it's going to, uh, it's going to stand out from the crowd, um, in a very similar manner to the, uh, the way that your FJ, FJ did. And, uh, it will be a, uh, it will be an equally, uh, standout vehicle in the community. So I have, no, I have no worries about that whatsoever. Well, thank you, sir. Yeah. I- I can tell you this much right now, the direction of the build that I'm planning will be more of a overland style build. If you will, I definitely want to do a lot more trips across, you know, fire roads, trails, things like that. The, the more moderate type of off-roading, uh, and live out of the vehicle and, and do more of those style trips. Uh, so, the vehicle will be built to accommodate long trips on trails or roads that don't have, you know, fuel stations as frequently as the highways and things like that. So I definitely want to make this build more self-sustainable, I guess would be a good word for it. Sure. And, and the wonderful thing about the Toyota uh, lineup is there there are many vehicles within within the Toyota family that will, uh, will be able to fill that bill for you. Um, Oh, absolutely. It, uh, you, you have plenty to, uh, like you said, you, you've got seven and, uh, that's a, uh, a lot of choices. So, uh, <laughs> it is, <laughs> but like I said, yeah. I, I, I think as a community, we all, we all, well, and, and I don't need to tell you this. You can, you can tell simply by the way people are reacting to your, uh, 
your social media posts and that kind of stuff that people are, are super excited and super stoked to see what, uh, what Baker comes up with next. And yeah. I'm, I'm right there in line with everybody else. So, Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to getting back out there and, and meeting up with people. And there's, there's a few groups um, that I've been talking with that, that they want to do more in terms of the community and their planning trips and, and things like that. So hopefully when that time comes, uh, I'll be able to work with them a little bit more and, and get to know them and, and their members a little bit more. And so hopefully there'll be more group style, large trips being taken in the future. Very cool. Very, very cool. Well, Betty, it, it really sounds like, like you're going to be making some, some changes but um, it sounds like they're all going to be very positive and uh, um, definitely develop uh, even more growth in in the Bakes, wh- whatever it is in the future, brand. And that sounds really promising. I caught it on, on social media a week or so ago when you said that you were, were you know, whatever vehicle you chose, it was still going to be a Toyota. So at that point... Uh, I, I was I, I was still stoked. Um, not not that not that I wouldn't have been had you went went a different direction, like I said earlier. But uh, I was glad to hear that you you had every intention of uh, of sticking with the Toyota brand, and and it uh, it's just really good to hear um, that for a lot of people, I think a situation like like this would have been um, disheartening enough for people to, at the very least, have to step away for for a period of time just to re- recollect and uh, and reflect. And it seems as though you have taken the opportunity to just uh, kind of change gears and, and just keep moving ahead at, uh, at whatever pace time will allow and uh, just make the best of it and uh, or, or make the better of it. And uh, that uh, I, I can't help but think Baker that that's a lot of, a lot of reason why people say pay so much attention to, uh, to you and what you do is just your, uh, your sheer attitude and your sheer approach to, uh, to your adventures and to life and that kind of stuff. You're just a, uh, a very inspirational guy in that, in that out, uh, in that area. Well, thank you for the kind words. It means a lot. <clears throat> um, like you and I had talked about, earlier is I'm I'm one of those people that is under the belief that certain things happen for a reason uh, and it's pertaining to me it's up to me to make the best out of situations no matter how difficult they may be at the time and uh, and so I'm fortunate to have that mindset and I think that that definitely helped with this just because obviously the FJ wasn't it wasn't just a, a vehicle to me, uh, and I know that there's so many people within the community that feel that way about their their rigs. It was an extension of me, and so it was a loss, but I knew that since my wife and I weren't injured, uh, the situation could have been worse, that things will work out for the best. And so I knew that I had to have a good mindset in order for, for this to work out. Uh, I knew that if I just continued to look at the negatives of this, that when an opportunity presented itself, 
uh, I would probably miss it because I was looking at the negatives. And case in point, yeah, <laughs> the accident happened there in Ontario, Oregon. I always want to say Canada, which was I confused the insurance company numerous times because I kept saying Canada. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, that happened there in Ontario, Oregon, uh, in the middle of a huge snowstorm. Um, and I knew that that keeping the vehicle there and waiting for the insurance company to look at it just wasn't an option for myself. Uh, my wife and I needed to get back to Louisiana for work and things like that. And so the decision was made to get the vehicle back to Louisiana. Um, and my plan was just to kick out the windshield, throw some goggles on and drive it back, but actually wasn't really having that. So I knew I had to trailer it back. And it's, it's a fairly small town there. Uh, so I contacted a enterprise place uh, to rent a vehicle. Apparently, just the regular enterprise, you cannot tow a trailer with one of their rentals. So I had to contact their truck division, which was uh, the nearest one was in Boise. So then I contacted U-Haul to see if I could rent like a one of their pickup trucks and a vehicle trailer. Uh, and their pickup trucks, you can't do a one-way rental with. So I had to have driven to Louisiana, drop the truck off, and then bring it back up there. And so when I contacted the Enterprise Truck Division, the associate that was helping me found a, a vehicle for me to rent, a Dodge 2500, but I had to go to Boise and then pick up the vehicle and then come back. Um, and so that would have been difficult, but it would I could have still made that work. And so I ended up walking to the uh, Enterprise Vehicle Renter rental place there within Ontario. My plan was to rent a car from them one way to Boise, Idaho, pick up the truck and then bring the truck back and pick up the FJ and then pick up a, a vehicle trailer from U-Haul. Well, as fate would have it, when I showed up to the enterprise place there in Ontario, somebody had just recently, <clears throat> I want to say like within the last six, eight hours dropped off a Dodge 2500 um, who was it was supposed to go to Boise, but because of the weather, he couldn't make it, so he dropped it off right there. So it just it worked out perfectly that the exact vehicle I needed was within walking distance. And then I was able to pick up the vehicle trailer from U-Haul, and and we were able to load the vehicle up and push out of that part of Oregon within within maybe 12, 15 hours. So. It, you know, that's that was a positive for me. It could have been far worse in terms of trying to find a vehicle to rent or pay a towing company lots of money to tow it down to Louisiana. Um, so to me, looking on the positive side is, is always something that I try and do because I don't want to miss out on a possible opportunity because I'm being negative. Sure. And, that, and maybe I've had too much coffee this morning, so that's why I'm getting very... Uh, philosophical right now i'm not too sure but uh, <laughs> i don't i don't think so i don't think so so and then you know the rest of the road trip for her and i went really well we still hit some some pretty nasty conditions but all in all it the whole situation could have been worse and so i'm thankful that it happened the way it did well i think we all agree that um you know from from the accident itself and, and on forward that things um, no doubt could have been worse. And 
like I said early early on when we started chatting that um, I know the the entire the entire community at least the entire community that that follows you and pays attention to what you're you're doing are grateful that uh, that everything worked out the way it did and uh, I know speaking for myself I most definitely am so uh, well thank you a uh, a very what could have been a very bad situation was uh, mitigated slightly and uh, agreed I agreed again you know I, I I point a finger at you and and your optimism and your your kind of up, upbeat attitude and, and uh, it it's all going to be okay and it's all going to work out and, and that kind of thing I think that uh, can't help but think that all that all plays a, a big role um, like you said in in how things went and uh, how things went for you and uh, like I said, we're we're all just glad that that everything's okay and and that uh, that you're moving forward. So, yeah, all in due time. I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen in the future. There's, and I'm not going to give too much information on this, but there is something that's in the pipeline that'll be uh, a little bit different. And I think will shock quite a few people. But it's when that when that happens. Um, it's just going to be another part of the adventure. It's it won't replace anything. It's just going to be an addition to. And like I said, I don't want to say too much. Um, I want to make sure it all works out before. But uh, I would say within the next few months, there's going to be a little surprise. It'll be unveiled. You're just full of leaving us all in suspense. This <laughs> interview, aren't you? <laughs> a little bit yeah <laughs> well that, that that's how uh that's how you keep people intrigued so um and, and i would have to say you're you're doing a fine job of it so we will uh thank you sir we'll all be looking forward to whatever that is <laughs> pay, pay yeah it'll be fun it'll pay attention different pay attention folks we're, we're we're waiting to uh waiting to see what kind of vehicle he chooses and and now he goes and and throws another uh Another thing for us to look forward to it at some point, you know, no, no idea when or no idea what it is, but uh, we will, uh, we'll all be anxiously awaiting it, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that will be a unique, that little surprise will be a unique aspect uh, and a, a unique way to interact with people. So I think it'll be a fun time. Well, very, very cool. Very cool. What, whatever it is, I'm sure it's going to be very cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and if you don't mind me saying this real quick in terms of, um, in terms of products, you know, stickers, t-shirts, things like that. Oh no, go ahead. Uh, I've had, I've had several messages regarding, you know, am I going to continue making stickers and patches and, and all this stuff? I do plan on continuing to release new products and so there will be some new designs coming out for february and march and so on and so forth so there there will still be uh new products coming out and so again it it's not like you know bakes fj is just gonna shut down and i had a good run and and, and be done with it there will still be more stuff that'll be coming out uh it may be Maybe not so FJ specific. It might be just more about adventure, travel, whatever. But I do plan on still releasing just 
Toyota specific style designs and things like that. Well, very cool. I, I think we all look forward to that as well too. And I'll go ahead and mention this too. People have asked what I'm doing with certain products that I pulled off of the FJ. If I'm going to keep them for myself for the future build or sell them. Uh, there, there's some stuff that I pulled off of the FJ that, uh, I do plan on selling, but that'll be a few months down the road just because work has taken me away. Um, and so I won't be, I'll be out of town for several months. So once I get back, I plan on marking those items for sale. I'm also hoping to work with a few, I guess you could say charitable groups within our community that some of the products that were on the FJ will be given to them and then they will do a raffle and then those proceeds will go to that organization. And so hopefully in a few months we'll be able to get that going and uh, especially with the, the raffles that go on for some of these groups. Uh, I think that would be a good cause that people can get behind. Uh, so that is a, that, that is a very cool, cool idea. Something I would have probably never thought about. And, uh, I, I admire you for that. That, that is, that is an awesome idea. Well, thank you. Yeah. So I, I guess, uh, just from my wife and I, uh, we would like to, to say thank you to you for everything that you've done for us. Uh, and then thank you to the community for, for their continued support and even, even their sense of humor about this whole thing. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I'll look at Facebook and just see some great posts regarding what happened. Uh, they were very creative and, and funny. Um, and that kept my wife and I in good spirits. So, you know, thank you for, from both my wife and I, uh, to everyone who, who played a part in, uh, more or less the recovery aspect of that. So thank you. Well, um, as far as, uh, the podcast here goes, man, you know, you're, you're always welcome on here and, and we, uh, we support what you're doing and appreciate what you do for the community. And, uh, again, just look, uh, anxiously look forward to, uh, to what's next. So, and again, I, I'm, I can't speak for everyone, obviously, but I'm, I'm sure that there are a ton of people out there and, and y you know this without me telling you, but there's, there's a ton of other people that are, uh, right here along with us that are, are just, uh, just waiting to see what's next <laughs> yeah well yeah i look forward to it and i hope that it'll be uh entertaining for everyone else and also just uh something that that they can enjoy interacting with uh somewhere down actually initially i was hoping to release a newsletter uh, a free newsletter uh every month and I was hoping to do that in January, but things have kind of slowed down a little bit. Um, but I still plan on, on releasing a newsletter at some point uh, that will share information about trips and adventures, interaction with other people, interaction with other groups, you know, vendors, just very informative type newsletters. I'm sure the first several 
will just be a disaster. But hopefully after that, it'll work out and become something that people look forward to reading and, and seeing what's going on. So hopefully in, in a few months, that'll be coming out. Well, we look look forward to that, too. You're just full of all kinds of new ideas, this, this go around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I hit my head a little too hard. I well, know. I was, I, I was going to say something like that, but I didn't want to come across as crash. So, uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I am sure, um, just knowing you as, as, uh, in, in the way that I do that, whatever direction you go in and whatever, um, kind of endeavor you get into, uh, along those lines is going to be, uh, is going to be a huge success for you. So, uh, we just, uh, I know I keep saying it, but, uh, just look forward to, uh, to whatever you come up with next. Well, thank you. Um, I know I talked about that. I plan on doing a few write-ups and something that just popped into my head and I thought I'd mention it is, uh, I had, I've received several messages regarding insurance. A lot of people wanted to know what happened with the insurance company you know, what they did and didn't cover in terms of modifications uh, and just my overall opinion of the insurance company and how they treated me. Um, so I do plan on doing a write-up about that too. Uh, hopefully that'll help people who might find themselves in a similar situation um, with their insurance company or if they feel that maybe they're not with an insurance company that has their best interest, so to say, in mind. You know, it'll give them options to shop around and see what might be best for them. And so I do plan on, on also covering that uh, just to help other people. I think that's a that's a great idea to get some insight on something like that from somebody that has uh, has actually been through it. Um, I've seen a uh, a few different posts on Facebook, you know, where, where uh, things like what, what happened to you has, has happened to other people. And it, there's always a huge fallout between people on, you know, what, uh, what gets handled in, in a situation like that. So to, uh, to have it from a, a, have a perspective from somebody that's actually been there, I think is a fantastic idea. Thank you. Yeah. I hope, uh, I hope it'll be informative and, you know, I hope it, it won't be useful to people in terms of them needing this information because of an accident, but at the same time, I hope it will be useful sure. in the event they find themselves in that situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Baker, is there, um, is there anything else that, that uh, you, you'd like to discuss while we got you here? No, not that I can think of. I think we pretty much covered all of it. I'm sure I'll think of something as soon as we hang up, but that's fine. Well, you, you can always uh, you can always get a hold of us again. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll be glad to uh, to have you back on again. People always enjoy it, and, and uh, this particular time, I, I feel bad that it's for the reasons that that it is. But at the same time, I, I thought it was important to uh, to get you back on, and, and I'm glad that you you wanted to and and kind of throw out there, you know, some of your some of your plans and, and some of what you got going on. Um, I know, you know, most, most people get it from, from social media and that kind of stuff. But, uh, I've, I've actually had a few people ask me, you know, that, uh, have heard you on the show and that kind of stuff and have enjoyed the, the previous interviews with you that, uh, don't, 
uh, aren't active themselves on social media that were were kind of curious what was going on. So uh, for those for those folks, uh, I think we got them filled in anyway. Well, I, I appreciate the the opportunity to be back on. And I, again, I, I thank everybody to include you for uh, the support and, and everything else. And uh, and I look forward to getting back into the community as an active member here shortly. So thank you for having me on. Thank you for uh, for everything. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Anytime. Okay. Well, I hope everybody got a little bit of something out of what Baker had to say. Um, I, I look forward to uh, to seeing what what he comes up with next, and and he's got. Uh, He's got some big, big plans and some big aspirations for, uh, for what he wants to do with the, uh, with the brand that he's already kind of developed. Um, like we mentioned, he, you know, he's going to be going through a rebranding and, um, things are, are going to be presented differently, but, uh, I think he's got some really good ideas and, and, uh, really, uh, again, I just, I, I look forward to seeing seeing where it goes and it's i i think it's going to be a kind of a slow process um he uh he has mentioned that but uh we'll just we'll just keep following along and and uh i i i promise the listeners um that uh like it or not i'm sure that that baker will be making more appearances on the podcast here um he's a friend of the show he does a lot for us uh has always been very supportive and and kind of backed us up on on what we're doing here and and appreciates it and we appreciate appreciate him being a part of it absolutely absolutely it, it, the community i think uh would not be the same without bakes in it absolutely i i completely agree with that and uh like i said i <clears throat> just uh in talking to to baker throughout the interview and, and before and after and and that kind of stuff um I think what uh, what he's got planned is um, is going to be really cool. So uh, just look forward to it. Like I said, it's it's going to be a little while before it rolls out. I think, but uh, when uh, when it does, it's it's going to be normal, uh, very enjoyable, very interesting, very entertaining. Uh, Bakes FJ content, whether it's uh, still Bakes FJ or not. But with that said, we'll. Uh, We'll leave that one alone and and just uh, keep moving on. Like I said, we got to we got a lot of stuff going on here. Um, Rich, we uh, we had a few things we wanted to discuss. Why don't you uh, Why don't you open some of that up? I'm getting horse yakking. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, we were we were joking around uh, earlier on the podcast based on some uh, conversations we had seen going on on social media. Um, about what the definition of overlanding is and um, some of the some of our inspiration for talking about this has been conversations we've seen people asking uh, you know if I'm going down you know an off-road trail in in in, uh, in my neighborhood am I overlanding and and things like that and we really think that uh, you know some of it's kind of funny um, and, and we're not picking on anyone in in particular, because I understand they're seeking a definition or they have a definition that they really want to live up to. Um, but 
there's also a sense of madness around this term. <laughs> We're hoping that uh, we can at least get a few laughs out of it, uh, milk it for a few laughs, and hopefully, you know, get people to put things into a, a, a healthier perspective than some of what we've seen. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't understand people's absolute need to use the term on overlanding, I guess. Uh, I don't begrudge anybody doing it. I just don't, um, why can't it just be camping and wheeling? Um, yeah. I, I, I have a hypothesis. Yeah. I, I mean, about why people want to live up to the term so bad. Um, because no one wants to admit they're, they're wheeling. <laughs> it's not cool to just say you're going wheeling anymore, I, I suppose. Um, and, and, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of our listeners right now that I know are laughing right now because they're like, what are you talking about? I go wheeling all the time. It's fun. That's what I do. Um, but there's some people out there that they want to disassociate from that term for some reason. And, well, and it doesn't make sense. Let, let me interrupt for just a second. Do you think that that is possibly a, a rebuttal to the, the huge craze of, of rock crawling 10 years ago? Probably. Yeah. Knee jerk reaction in the opposite direction, but the pendulum has swung to the other side, to, to, to the other direction. I, I, yeah. I think, uh, I agree with that. I think that that probably plays a, probably plays a, a, a big part of it. And, and we're not dissing rock, people that enjoy rock crawling by, by any stretch. Um, and I think 10 years ago, also it was expedition was the big word, you know? Uh, and, and most of the expeditions I was invited to go to weren't really expeditions. You know, they were, they were either, you know, jesting or <laughs> they were, um, very misinformed. <laughs> Well, but, I, I'm glad know. that you bring the the, the word or, or term expedition. The e, the e word. Uh, uh, the e because word. my my club, um, we do rides a, a couple of times a year. We do one annual, uh, for sure, ride annual ride, um, the first of the year, first first weekend of the new year every year, and we refer to that as an expedition ride. Now within our club, it is kind of known that when we use the term expedition ride what we mean by that is we are not going to an off-road park setting up camp and then going wheeling for the day uh, <laughs> when, when when we use the term expedition it, it is to imply that we are going into the woods um we, wheeling into the woods as far as we can get and camping for the night and then getting up the next day, packing everything up, and wheeling to a different point and camping there. And that that is our our version of an expedition trip. Um, now, whether that fits the the criteria of the overall community or not, um, I I don't know. But just within our club, we use that term. So when we talk about an ex expedition ride, people know what to expect. Right. Um, so, um, according to Overland Journal, because, you know, they're the authority on overlanding. Did you know this? I, I've, I've heard that, yes. 
I, you know, I really enjoy that magazine for the photos um, and, and the writing. There's high quality writing. It's a great publication. Um, I haven't been a subscriber for several years um, just because, uh, you, you know, I just don't have a lot of time to sit and read magazines. But um, they actually have an article called What is Overlanding? And the reason I cut you off is what you're what you described as as an expedition. And I'm not correcting you. You can call it whatever you want. I'm not correcting you. But what what you described is what they call a backcountry adventure. I, I don't disagree with that at all. They they actually have this all defined. They have backcountry adventure. Here's the definition. I'll read it to you. A one-day or multi-day off-highway trip on an adventure motorcycle or in a four-wheel drive vehicle. Okay. Um, that, that, they, that. Have, they have a different definition for expedition. Their definition for expedition, I'm not looking at the article, but I believe I've, I've heard this article discussed before. Their definition for expedition is searching something out or something along those lines, going... Going out for a purpose is. Am um, I, am I you're on the close. Right? Yeah, okay. you're you're pretty close. Um, an organized vehicle-dependent journey with a defined purpose, often geographic or scientific in nature. See, when I think of expedition, I think of some Indiana Jones-looking guy, like hacking his way through the jungle with, right. a, with a machete right. to clear the path for you know one of those old series Land Rovers with a tire on the hood. Right. You know? I, I, I I'm right there with you. Right while monkeys you. fling their poop at them. And, right. You know, like, th that's what I think of when I think of expedition. Something probably a little more involved. So someplace where I probably wouldn't, I'd be in another country, you know. But but I don't, I don't suppose that's actually accurate because there's plenty of places here in the USA that haven't been explored to that degree. So uh, what would their definition for overlanding be? Oh, oh. Now, here's where we get sticky. And I don't mean sticky in the fun way. Um, uh, their definition of overlanding, uh, because they have the ing uh, separated, is vehicle-supported, self-reliant adventure travel, typically exploring remote locations and interacting with all their other cultures. And that last part is the... Uh, that's one that interacting with other cultures. Let me tell you something. If you're from Connecticut, like me, I'm a Yankee. And you go to the middle of Tennessee, you're interacting with another culture. And, <laughs> and I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean, it's different. People are different. They talk absolutely. different. There's a different way of life. The food is different. It is a different culture. Sure. Absolutely. It, I, I, granted, I, it's not another language. Well, I guess in it's, uh, some ways it is another language. <laughs> now, now I'm picking on you, but, um, but, but you know, see, while that may technically fit, I'm working to make it fit because if I'm in the middle of the Sudan in Africa, uh, you know, and there's gazelles running next to my Land Cruiser, I'm interacting with another culture. You know, if I'm going somewhere where if you don't own a mosquito net, you could die. <laughs> but I, I, I don't think you know. you're, I don't think you're stretching to make the connection there, though, Rich. I, I, I really don't. Um, I think 
that a lot of people get lost in the idea of traveling out of the country and, and exploring out of the country. And I'm a little more, uh, I don't know the right word to use, homebody, I guess. Um, I, I think that we have a ton of stuff right here in, in, uh, in the United States that, uh, that could be explored. And I, I think your original definition, um, I don't think that was a stretch, uh, because like you said, for, for somebody like you to come to my, my part of the country or, or vice versa. Southern California or vice versa, um, I don't think we as, as Americans explore that enough. Just, just my personal opinion. You know, we kind of get in our, our own little box or our own, own little comfort zone, most of us. And, uh, we don't, uh, we don't explore out of, outside of that too much. And I know you've, you've traveled around some and, and I travel for my job. You know, I'm, I'm in different cultures, uh, hourly every day. Well, uh, you know, in a, in a truck stop, you've probably, you're going to run into 50 different cultures. Sure. Sure. And, and, <laughs> in one <and> building. <laughs> tr- truck stop culture is, is a culture all to its own. All anyway. to itself. <laughs> <laughs> so, but my, my point is th- there's a lot of people, um, probably from, from all parts of the country that have never stepped outside of that part of the country. I'm sure that there are people from, from the South or the mid South where, where I live that, uh, that have never explored, you know, uh, east of, east of the Mississippi. And even that in itself is a, is a different culture. So I, I don't want to beat it to death. I, I just wanted to point out that I know you, you kind of did it jokingly, but, uh, I, I think, uh, I think that's a point that, that needs to be made that, that by definition, um, you can stay within, within this country and find other cultures and, and, uh, and other people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am completely on board with everything you said. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to wave my, my, my big American flag right now and say, I, I love my country. I think this is a great country. I mean, sure. You know, there's, we have our issues, let's, but we're not talking about that. There we have what every kind of climate, pretty much, right? We've got yes. deserts, we've got <laughs> we've got snow, we've got forests, we've got you you know we we really have a lot in the United States that can be explored, and right you know you sure driving across Africa, hey you know if somebody was paying for it you'd go I'd go, you know, um, <clears throat> may have to bring our own food, but <laughs> I don't know if I want to eat what the locals eat, but, right? Uh, I say that just jestingly, but but the you know in all seriousness there there is plenty to see here, um, and it's we just talked about Bakes FJ and you know his whole thing is explore America you know so <clears throat> can you be excuse me for coughing I I know that irritates some people um, can you be uh, overlanding in your own country I think when it's a country as big as this or Canada you sure can. You know, do you have to cross border international borders? No, I mean it sure makes for a better story, but there's plenty to see here, and I think people get way too hung up on these terms. It doesn't matter what you call what you're doing, and if it does, focus more on your trip 
and focus less on what you want to label it. It doesn't need a label. You went on a trip. You went on an adventure. You know, you went on an expedition to the mall. You know, right? And, and I, um, I think that that is the encompassing point of us bringing this this up in the first place. Is I think too many people get wrapped up, like you just said, too many people get wrapped up in the title and lose perspective of the actual uh, trip trip. And that that's really that's unfortunate um, because you and I obviously we we love our hobby we we love the the idea of off roading and I just don't think that uh, I know that I don't focus on on the title as much I mean don't take me wrong I've I've used the term you know. Uh, kind of building my forerunner with more of an overland build and that that kind of stuff but using it as a, a general term like that that most people within the community understand what you mean when you say that is one thing as compared to exactly exactly uh, i i mean it's kind of like i said with us using the term expedition trip it's it's not that we actually you know believe that 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 is an expedition of of any sort it's it's just a term that we within within our group within the club that that is the term that we use for uh you know multiple nights in the woods woods camping in different spots you know right right and i agree with that i mean if if you're talking to another four by four person you say well this is this is kind of an overland build i'm not a rock crawler they know exactly what you're talking about and they're like hey cool dude you know let's have a beer and that's it and that's the end of it if i'm traveling and i talk to a total stranger who doesn't know anything about what i do and i say overland well this is an overland vehicle well what is overlanding you know, and when when you're at that point, you messed up already <laughs> because you risk, um, I guess, putting out an incorrect definition. You know, um, <clears throat> the definition isn't important, but I think that the perception of what you're doing is what's important. And, uh, uh, you know, get getting caught up in these terms is just it, it, it's it when I see people on social media saying is what I'm doing overlanding first thought off the top of my head is if you have to ask, no, no. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I agree with that completely. I agree. The fact that you, 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 you took up 54 bytes of the internet to ask that you've already hurt humanity. <laughs> and, and I'm joking. I'm joking. People should always have dialogue and ask questions, but but, but in reality, you know, there's been some people, well, you know, um, <clears throat> I'm camping in one spot and then going and wheeling all day. Am I overlanding? Well, no, you're, you're pretty much just wheeling, you know, because people have been, you know, <clears throat> um, camping and running trails since forever, you know, going out to a spot camping and then going rock crawling all day. Are they overlanding? Well, no, because they're they're in a non-street legal buggy so all of a sudden it's different so you know i just think uh, people stop just stop it stop well it's uh it it (laughs) seems to be a a huge point of contention within the uh within the off-road community 
and I, I think it falls um, even a little harder on the the Toyota community because for overlanding builds, um, wow, I cringe even saying that. Uh, <laughs> to, Toyotas seem to be uh, they seem to be a very very popular um, choice, and, and not just here in the states. Um, where, where we make a big deal out of it, but uh, in, in other parts of the world, you know, uh, mm-hmm. they, they are tend, tend to be, uh, you know, one of the, the more chosen, uh, more chosen vehicles, which is uh, obviously, you know, for me, and, and, and I think a, a, a big part for you, Rich, is, is part of the reason that we're such fans of the, the Toyota and, and Land Cruiser brand is because it's viewed that way worldwide you know but for for here in the for here in the the uh in the states like i said i think this uh this little i don't want to call it an argument but uh, however you want to look at it um like i said i think it it affects the toyota community a little bit more because people tend to choose toyotas for that particular side of of the hobby do you agree with that rich or, or am i yeah c- completely yeah. off base you know toyotas i think that dominate that the uh well i should say land cruisers um <clears throat> now things are changing so i'm not leaving out the forerunner folks and the tacoma folks and certainly not the fj cruiser folks but they are more rapidly replacing you know the 80 series which was the token overlands um land cruiser since forever um you know especially in other countries um i i think it's easy for people here in the united states to kind of forget about the rest of the world you know in terms of the fact that you know land cruisers have been you know doing all of the work (laughs) in in other countries um you know since since ever since we'll say we'll leave it at that ever since right um, you know, there, yes, there are other vehicles out there. There's Nissans and Suzuki's and, but the point is, is what's dominant. So, you know, here in the States, sure. Um, <clears throat> you know, Jeeps are big here in the USA. And, and part of that is because it's not an import. And so, you know, they're plentiful. There's tons of them out there. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, you don't see people picking them a lot for overland builds for, um, you know, for, for various reasons, and that's getting off topic, but the, you won't see other brands in other countries um, for the for that reason, you know, because it's an import over there. It's probably very expensive. I don't really know. Uh, somebody could fact check that, but I'm going to assume it's more expensive to buy a Jeep in Australia than it is a Land Cruiser. I, I would have to agree. I, I, I'm with you. I don't know for sure, but I, I would believe that would be the case. Yeah, because it's imported, right? And uh, so... <clears throat> um, now all that aside though again you know i think folks you know don't get caught up in this this ridiculous argument about you know if what you're doing fits a certain thing um you if if fitting into a definition if living up to a word uh is your priority you might be doing it wrong i i couldn't agree more i i end every episode of this podcast with uh get out and enjoy your your toyota and what I mean when I say that is if it's overlanding or rock crawling or um, restoring your dad's 40 series or whatever it is, um, 
go into the mall. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> in your Lexus. Um, you know, <laughs> if you have a a Tacoma that that. Uh, you know, when everybody looks at it and calls it a mall crawler, but it's what you enjoy. Enjoy it. Get just enjoy what, whatever part of the community that uh, that you're in, and and don't get. Uh, like Rich said, don't don't get so hung up on the the definition of things. Right, because the definitions will be here today and gone tomorrow. Like you were saying, it used to be everybody's going rock crawling, you know, and you would see vehicles that were not rock crawlers being called a rock crawler right you know and then it was expeditions we're going on an expedition you know let's just stop at this Krispy Kreme first and then we're going to go on the expedition and you know got out of hand now it's overland is that something against Krispy Kreme no I I just okay I I went on this quote-unquote expedition once and I do believe we stopped at every Sonic we, the entire group (laughs) stopped at every Sonic between point A and point B. Okay, well, I I was just curious because I like Krispy Kreme. I I don't need them, but I like them. You know, it was cool at the first Sonic, but then after the third one, I was like, are we actually going to do this thing or are we just going on a tour of every fast food restaurant so (laughs) uh, and some of our listeners may have been with me on that trip and know exactly what i'm talking about and this was many years ago when i was very new to all this Uh, but but, (laughs) yeah um, horrible story horrible horrible i think we all have one or two of those that have uh, taken place over the years i was trying to dodge telling that story and so i mentioned krispy kreme but well, I, I, actually, I didn't. I didn't mean to drag you into something you didn't want to discuss. Well, you know, I mean, I love a good donut. I mean, you know, that's why my pants keep getting tighter. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't have them up here. We only have a few left. We we had a, a bunch that had opened up, and so we're actually uh, very crispy, cream depraved. This has nothing to do with overlanding or Toyotas, though. No, but it's. You know, typical Toyota trucks and trails, <laughs> Go, and going down and some com- completely unnecessary rabbit holes. So, <laughs> Toyota trucks and trails and donuts. Um. Anyway, folks, we we just wanted to touch on that for a minute, and uh, just once again stress: stop getting hung up on on titles. Um, they and, mean nothing, and they'll be gone tomorrow Ab- absolutely just uh get out and in enjoy uh whatever part of uh th- these great vehicles that that it is that attracts you to them and uh don't uh just don't get hung up on the title do you have any oh. a- anything else to add to that rich no i don't want to beat it to death i mean i'm, the, I'm with you get out there who cares if you have a refrigerator in your rock crawler? I mean, really, who cares? You know, who, why do we need to label it? Have fun. Build your rig whatever way the heck you want. It doesn't matter to anyone but you. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks except you. You know, and if you, if you need to, de- if you're writing <clears throat> and you need to describe things, you already know how to describe them. You, you don't need to be told not to get hung up on words. But for the rest of us schmoes, 
who are still taking our our overlanding pictures or our backcountry adventure pictures on our phones it doesn't matter have fun exactly that is uh that's the whole reason you get into a hobby is to have fun so just uh i thought it was to put yourself into endless debt well that's an <laughs> unfortunate side effect but all right but it uh, is, is a, this horse dead yet um pretty pretty close is it okay and and, and now that we we've beat overlanding to death we'll we'll uh, lead into uh, the discussion of our, our next interview with uh, some guys that uh, actually overland. Um. Yeah, speaking of overlanding, <laughs> let's talk to some people that actually could tell us a few things about overlanding. You folks may remember, um, I, I, I actually took the time to look this up so I can give you an episode number. Um, in episode four, uh, way back at the beginning of the podcast, we had... Uh, had a couple of guys on from a, a, a group out in, in Oregon called Oregon Trail Off-Road. And if you haven't listened to that episode, please please go back and listen to it. These guys um, at that time were, were still in the process of, of uh, getting a, a trip together um, to run the Oregon Trail uh, backwards, obviously, from Oregon back to, to Missouri. And... Uh, the uh, the next interview that we have coming up is is a follow up interview to that. Uh, the, the guys uh, kind of discuss how that they actually made the trip happen, made it made it work. Um, a big part of that uh, that trip for them was to uh, to document the trip through video and and uh, to uh, to share that with folks and. They're they're still releasing episodes of that uh, as time goes along on on uh, on YouTube. But they uh, they came back on, like I said, to uh, to discuss that trip and also um, we we mentioned with the uh, with the Baker uh, interview and and Baker discussed it in in his interview that that he's doing some some rebranding with with uh, Bakes FJ. The uh, the guys from Oregon Trail Off Road have also done a little bit bit of, of rebranding and have rebranded things to uh, to Ox Overland, but uh, they they discussed that within the uh, within the interview and explained why they they decided to go that route and um it uh, for me was a, a interesting interview um, I, I really admire what uh, what these guys embarked on it uh in rich and i's discussion just a few minutes ago i i you know made a a, a deal out of exploring america and, and these guys are definitely behind that idea um they uh they completely see that that we we live in a, a great country with tons of stuff right here to uh to go check out so um that is uh that's a huge part of their uh, their motivation, I guess. But uh, Rich, do you? I, I know you haven't heard this interview either. But uh, do you do you have anything to add up front here? Um, I, I I just had a thought as as you were speaking. Um, maybe Bakes could do Bakes Overland. 
you know, this way, if he changes vehicles ever again in the future, like it's it just, just enough to re- rebrand. Just keeps rolling over. Um, I, I, I suppose that could happen. And, and don't don't do it, Bakes. I'm kidding. Don't do it. Don't do it, Baker. We, I see you listening. What? <sighs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna say anything. <laughs> How about Bakes Expeditions? That sounds like some kind of cookie company. Oh yeah, it does, huh? We're, those, man, we're, those, getting, those, we're, we're getting into the pastry side of things an awful lot in this episode. I know. Are we, are we hungry or what? <laughs> Evidently. <laughs> you know, one time I talked about Pop-Tarts and someone brought me a whole case of them. So, folks, withhold your pastries, please. We're yes. bad enough. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, um, do, do you have anything to add about this interview? <laughs> no, no. Okay. No. All right. I, <laughs> we just we should just can it <laughs> move on <laughs> here's the interview folks go all right um <clears throat> settle in here um like so <laughs> would you hush <laughs> okay um anyway I, I i think this is a really good interview like i said um if you haven't listened to episode four yet um or if you don't remember exactly what it was about, go back and check out that that original uh, original interview. If I remember right, the sound quality isn't isn't fantastic through it, um, mainly because uh, I was as now still learning how to do this, and um, although I know a little bit more now, I knew a whole lot less then. So, but neither here nor there, there was a lot of good infor- information there, and uh, there's a lot, a lot of good information in this this interview as well so we'll we'll go ahead and get into it okay we are here with uh jason and kobe from uh formerly oregon trail off-road now ox expedition uh, how are you guys doing tonight? Good, good. Uh, good. Glad to be here. Well, we're we're glad to have you back on. Uh, like like I was saying before we we started recording, things kind of got away from me a little bit, and and y'all's last adventure that you went on, I I meant to get you on shortly after that was was done and over with, and kind of get a recap from you guys, and and time got away from me, and it didn't happen, but we got you here now, so we'll uh, we'll be getting into that, and and people may have noticed a, a difference in the. Uh, in, y- in y'all's title or, or the name of, of what you got going on. So we'll, we'll get into that and explain to everybody what's going on there. But uh, let's start out, if you guys don't mind, give us some highlights of, of the Oregon Trail trip. Th- that, uh, that trip was a, a very fascinating idea to me when, when you guys uh, kind of embarked on it. And I, I followed along the best I could, but uh, just... Uh, if, if you don't mind, go through and give us some highlights of, of the trip. Yeah, so just kind of recap. We <clears throat> just on a, on a crazy idea, we are a group of friends trying to come up with, a, I don't know, kind of a once-in-a-lifetime trip. We didn't plan on doing anything that long, but we're trying to plan like a, you know, a 10-day trip to Moab kind of thing. And then just through watching TV, um, I was sitting in my living room watching a, a documentary, and they were taking some wagon 
uh, wagons up to their mining claims and uh, with all their gear in it. It reminded me of the Oregon Trail. So it kind of coincided at the same time and talking to a few friends, I was like, what if we retrace the Oregon Trail and try to do it all off-road? And uh, one thing spawned into another and it kind of snowballed and pretty soon, what do you know, we got a 44-day expedition that was seven states, about 7,000 miles round trip, 45,000 miles on trail. It was it was a pretty crazy expedition, but uh, lots of stories, lots of stuff that went on. But that's kind of setting up. That's that's what the expedition was about, and and uh, what we planned to do. So we planned for about two and a half years, and and then we left on the expedition. Day one was actually pretty interesting in itself. <laughs> Thirty minutes down the trail was pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, we ran into this uh, crackhead. <laughs> to be completely honest. He was he was driven off the side of the road. We had left our families, like literally we'd been on this part of the trail a hundred times before the last few years and this guy was just on the edge of the road. Or off rather. Half his front his passenger tires were just hanging over the edge and the door was open and there was no one in it. And this is like thirty minutes. Yeah, in. this is like nine AM on Saturday morning. Some guy just going up to get his fix apparently. And so we stop and then there's bullet holes coming out of the from the inside out of the driver door and out of the tailgate and uh anyway so he was an interesting character didn't really we finally found he came up when we all kind of stopped to help him and didn't say much just not not like tweaky like all jittery but just calm and relaxed and didn't really know what was going on (laughs) so we helped him get out and then we get him down to a place where he turns around and uh you know we say hey you know drive safe have a good one and then we go through this crazy section of trail that we call the slip that's this big old washout that's just got worse over the years and we get to the other side and there's these mountain bikers come through and they go hey there's a green f-150 back there that's stuck off the side of the road (laughs) and we're like oh dang we just helped that guy 20 minutes and we can't get back through the slip the opposite way so kind of a yeah that was, like, that was the start of a 44-day expedition is running into a heroin yeah. addict. Or what, like, uh, is this a bad omen? Should we turn around now and return later? What, what a way to start it out. What a way to start it out. It was like 30 minutes into the into the trail, but <clears throat> it was crazy. The trip, I think, was um, – I always say it was everything we hoped for and nothing we planned for. Um, you can plan for two and a half years, but until you spent 45 days on the trail – it really doesn't like anything you can prep for doesn't prepare you for something like that. It's like preparing to have a kid. It doesn't matter how much money you have or how mature you think you are or whatever, how set you are. As soon as that kid pops out, it wrecks your whole world and you realize you know nothing. Yeah. Same concept. I, I, I can only, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. So we uh, learned a lot of super valuable lessons. Um, about just, I mean, just how we pack gear, how the team operates, um, you know, all kinds of stuff. There was, you know, I would say probably one of the biggest issues was just like organization in space was one of the big issues. Cause when you're, <clears throat> it was basically four of us for the entire time. There were some guys that were along for, um, sections of the trail, but when you're with four guys for, you know, 45 days and you, drive next to each other and you sleep next to each other there's really no space so anything you can do to alleviate like pressure and stress <laughs> and and all that stuff always goes to uh help the team morale for sure so it, it was an interesting um interesting trip 
As far as some highlights go on my end, uh, just to give people like a background, Oregon was by far the hardest, which is crazy because we had done Oregon section the year before. And on our 10-day like recon trip, we were trying to do Oregon and Idaho in 2015 in 10 days, but we got into Idaho. And where we stopped in Idaho, this is actually on episode, uh, what episode is it? Right. 13. Ten, yeah, 12 or 13 of our, on our uh, YouTube channel, um, which we'll get to that later. But uh, basically, long story short, we're on the first section in Idaho, and Jason's whole tire, his whole hub assembly fell apart. And so we actually thought that Idaho was going to be the gnarliest. And Idaho and Wyoming, because you're on this side of the Rockies. You're still, that happened last trip. Yeah, this trip. and that happened in 2015. On this trip, reconning. You know, they're doing the whole Oregon Trail. We expected that Idaho was going to be the gnarliest. I think that we all agree. Oregon, as far as the amount of trail that we did, had the most obstacles. technical sections and obstacles. Idaho definitely had some. Basically, and then Idaho and Wyoming were the same because you're still on this side, on the west side of the Continental Divide. And there were still awesome, crazy technical sections. But the terrain just kept changing. Once you get to Idaho, it becomes like deserty and more boulders. And then Wyoming you got boulders and forest, which was awesome. We did some <laughs> some pretty crazy stuff out there as well. And then you get through the Rockies into Nebraska, and your whole you just actually want to get off the trail because it's just dirt roads and cattle and dirt roads and nothing. It's just flat, right? It's just the plain states. I I, I I can speak for that. That's that's where I grew up was was Nebraska. So, <laughs> yeah. and the crazy thing was, so long story short. Uh, we ended up finishing the, the whole Oregon Trail eight days ahead. So Oregon, Idaho, Wyoming. Actually, let me recap. Oregon, Idaho, Wyoming. We stayed three days in Idaho. <clears throat> By the time we finished Wyoming, we were four days ahead of schedule. So we went to Colorado for three and a half days to get it because we planned for seven days per state. Five states ending in Missouri, which was the sixth. So we went to Colorado because we're four days ahead of schedule. We come back up to the border of Wyoming, Nebraska. And because they were the plain states, knowing that it wasn't going to be as technical, we still planned for seven days of state based off of the amount of private property that we thought we were going to encounter, which we thought would cause us to have to do more reroutes and going around. And so we ended up finishing Nebraska and Kansas in like six days, like both the entire – and Nebraska by distance is the longest state. We would had no reroutes. We didn't hardly encounter anybody except for in the towns that we would go in and fill up. So we finished the Oregon Trail eight days ahead of schedule, and we're kind of, like, bummed because we're like, there's not this, like, excitement because the last session of trail has been so boring and stupid. Like, <laughs> I was actually angry about it. Even though mentally I knew that it wasn't going to be as crazy, like, in my head I was like, dude, that's – I'm never coming back to Nebraska. No offense to you, Nebraska people. <laughs> Some of you guys, and you guys are very nice, and same with Kansas. Everyone in the Midwest is awesome. But we're like, okay, what do we do? And so we're like, we have eight days to kill before our wives fly out and make the journey home. So we go to, we're like, let's go to uh, Ozark National Forest. It was Jason's idea. And I'd never even heard of it. Jason and Chris were like, let's go to the Ozarks. And me and Wilkie were kind of like, uh, sure. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> we get there and yeah, we left at 9.30. 9.30 p.m. And we got to, yeah, from, uh, from basically Kansas City. Yeah, what was the name of that town? It was a college town, yeah. a little bit east of or west of Kansas City. Get to the Ozarks, uh, Orc, Nas uh, Orc National Forest. Yeah, the Ozark National Forest. Ozark National Forest. Was the like name 5 a.m. Yeah. 
And uh, we spent the next four days there, and I'm telling you, uh, Jason agreed. Like it was, it was humid as crap, which I don't really care for. But it was raining. We did probably seven to ten river crossings, two or three of which were like above, like over the hoods of our our trucks. Uh, technical tour. There was like not a dull moment in Ozarks, yeah, and it was a complete contrast from Nebraska, Kansas. That just really put it really put us back in like good morales, high spirits, um, like stoked to be on the trail. And uh, anyway, for so, those of you that are in the area, go to the Ozark National Forest when you can, because in the Midwest, that is the best. It's a Wheeler's sanctuary, paradise, heaven, whatever you, you want to call it. You guys are making me making me very envious, not only because of the the Oregon Trail trip, but the the Ozarks are are a dream destination for me. I'm hoping to uh, to get over into that area soon. And sadly, it's not terribly far from where I live now to uh to get over there i just haven't been able to coordinate a coordinate a trip and get out there and and do some exploring but i've heard very very similar stories to what y'all are saying that it's just a a very uh awesome place to to go check out if you've never never been there before yeah it was amazing i mean from like i mean there's waterfalls there was like suspension bridges there was like water perfect swimming holes with yeah off of waterfalls i mean the trails out there were there were supreme people were awesome yeah the people were really cool too the the terrain reminded us a lot of oregon except for it was like a rainforest version of oregon so the trails kind of reminded us of the same kind of trails that are out here except for so it was a little bit like being at home but also like something new so it was sure it was a that was the last hurrah for us. You know, the, the, you know, you know, climax that we didn't get, you know, hitting the end of the Oregon trail. That was kind of the, the reward that we got for that. So we went through the Ozarks and then we actually had a few more days to kill. So we went up through Iowa and hit a little, um, off road, um, off road gun meet with our friends, Yeti and Yolo, some, uh, Jeep enthusiasts. They're like full-time adventurers from Southern California. Okay. And a wind down, go do an event, hang out. And then the trip back was cool. The families met up with us in uh, in um, uh, Kansas City, and then we took like ten days coming back, and we went through Colorado and went through uh, Canyonlands, went to Moab, got one trail, and just had enough time to to hit one trail in the evening. So we went and did fins and things in the evening, and got our taste of Moab. So we definitely have to go back there and Fa- fantastic and- place, and and that's a great introductory trail to. Uh- to Moab. That, the reason uh, we did that one is because our wives were with us in the trucks yeah. and they didn't want to do Hell's Revenge. Yeah, we were like, let's do Hell's Revenge. And then I felt like, show, I was like, well, let's look up some, you know, so, some of the obstacles of Hell's Revenge. And I show Kobe, I'm like, dude, maybe your wife would do this, but my wife would freaking kill me if I took her on this. Let's just do something a little easier. Well, just just for, for next time, and, and somebody else may have already told you this, but the, the real hard obstacles on Hell's Revenge can all be you can avoid all of them if you if you choose to. It's actually a more mild trail than fins and things if you oh, really? uh, if you avoid the obstacle. Sure, yeah. Well, fins and things got a little interesting for me. So the crazy thing is, <laughs> Land Cruiser did awesome. Ranger did awesome. No real big mechanical breakdowns. Small things, but you know nothing big. We get to, and I've never had any issues with my four wheel drive system in that Land Cruiser at all. So we get to Moab, and of course I don't. I mean, I don't engage anything or lock anything because the trail is pretty mild when you first hop on. When we get to the first obstacle, 
then I can't get up, you know, just in, you know, regular all-wheel drive in the cruiser. And so I go to engage my center diff. And it's not engaging, so I kind of back up, and I was like, you, can, you push the button, and like, you can kind of drive around until it engages. And so I was like, well, it's not engaging for some reason. So I went around that obstacle, and we were kind of putting around, and I'm like, this is just not engaging. So I can shift it into four low, but I don't have like any, like, no, no lockers. The center dip isn't locked, so it's kind of like, you know, all-wheel drive, I guess, if you want to call it, with low gear. And that's pretty much how I did had to do fins and things. And then I think we got off of fins and things. We got a little lost. And we started going up these things where it was like you really couldn't get a run at it because you had to put your tires up on the rock before you could go up the steep rocks. You right, know? right. And so, <clears throat> but I really didn't have the power to just like get up the hill. So I would have to like gun it. And then I'd like hit second gear and then it would start bogging out. It would hit first. And then it would just be like mayhem because all the tires are chirping. There's smoke coming up. The truck's <laughs> bouncing, and I'm just like barely moving forward. Kobe's watching me like I can see the look on his face, and I'm like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> and I'm just kind of bouncing, but I'm like I'm still moving. I'm, I'm literally like just inching, inching forward, and I'm like I'm just staying in it. As long as I'm going forward, I'm staying in it because like it's going to suck to back down this thing. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know how, like, it's going to be worse trying to do it again. So I stayed in it, and I just crested and made it up over. And I was like, that was the biggest thing we hit. And then we hit some side trail and got back out on the road. So it ended up like, it was like a short version of fins and things. But I'm glad it went that way because that was my, I mean, I've taken my wife on some, you know, trails that are a little bit more technical, but nothing like that. And that was her first experience. And it wasn't pleasurable because she, it was, it well, was pretty, she was pregnant too. Oh yeah. And she was pregnant. So that didn't, <laughs> nice. That didn't help, help either. So I, I'm going to be uh, lucky if I get her back out on the Moab trails again, but we're going to, we're going to work on it. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a lot of fun ones out there that you can do that, uh, uh, are fairly mild. I, I say that and, my wife is not a fan of, of off-roading at all, and I don't know whether I could get her on any of them other than to uh, to lie to her up front until I had her so far away from civilization that she had no choice but to stay in the truck with me. But uh, There was a couple of those conversations. She's like, I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, ah, I don't know what to tell you. Because either we're we have kind to go of, back or we have to finish. Right. We're kind of far out here. I don't know. We can't really walk back, so you're kind of stuck. You're stuck. Just put your seatbelt on and hang on. It was beautiful country, though. I mean, it really, this trip made me realize how diverse, uh, you know, the U.S. is and how much different, just different terrain, different country, different people. I mean, it's our own country, but you can go to these small towns in these different states and it almost feels like you're in a different country. You know, it's it's just, it, it gave us a different appreciation for our country, for sure. Well, I, I remember when, when you guys were on the show last time that we had kind of talked about that, about, uh, you know, there's just tons of things within our, with our own country uh, here, here in the States to explore. So many people want to go to South America or, or other places and, and explore, and they don't even consider the options that are, are here just, uh, you know, with, within our, our own little neck of the woods, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. People get kind of taken by the romance of, you know, traveling abroad and they don't realize that like, you know, a lot of, you know, even similar to the, some of the things that you would see in some of these other countries, you know, it's here in our own country. Sure. 
you know, you look at, you know, I mean, just going to Moab and seeing, you know, arches and the canyon lands and all that stuff, it just made you realize, like, you know, you see it on TV and, you know, everybody says this, you hear it a hundred times, but, you know, it doesn't do justice until you're there and then you're like, holy moly, there's so much different terrain other than what we're used to, you know, in the Pacific Northwest or wherever you're from, you right. get acclimated to your own environment. You don't really take into consideration that there's these completely different, you know, sets of terrain and di different environments and what you're accustomed to. So it's, it's eye-opening for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Well, um, it, it had to, uh, it had to be a bit of a shock to you guys that how evidently how smooth things went, I, I guess, that you, you ended up days ahead of, of what you had planned and that that kind of stuff. Um, it, it's kind of crazy because the one thing, I mean, we call what we do overlanding, but it's really not overlanding. It's more expedition travel because, you know, overlanding in its true spirit, I feel like, is more, you know, more about the the – um, the journey than the destination, so to speak, you know, but for us, it's definitely about the destination. You know what I mean? It was like from point A to point B, we had 44 days to get, you know, here to there and back home again. So it was very a destinational thing, but the fact that we were ahead of schedule so much gave us kind of that overland freedom to kind of explore a little bit more and to have a little bit more time to kind of soak in the environment rather than being so rushed and just kind of going from one spot to another. So it was it was kind of a, a bittersweet thing, you know. There was a lot of those kind of uh, things. I mean, the the big thing for us was we were making up more trail miles than we had thought, so we were in towns fueling up a lot more often than we had wanted to, and that was kind of a contention in the group because we all wanted to kind of stay out, you know, off the grid, so to speak, you know, as much as possible, but we were coming back to these towns. But one of the cool things is, like, just meeting some of this – people in these little towns and kind of, you know, making these relationships and hearing cool stories and kind of digging into that thing was, was, you know, was a lot of these things that like at first, at first sight, it kind of seems like a negative thing, but it ends up being kind of a positive, you know, were, were there any places uh, along the way that, that kind of stood out to you guys more than, more than others? I, I, I mean, I get that Nebraska was not exciting at all, but, uh, we're, Places that y'all camped or, or or stayed or anything like that that uh, that kind of jumped out to you as as being more interesting than than other places. Yeah, so like we said earlier, the Ozarks was definitely awesome. Uh, there was a few just random, really like cool spots with lakes and beautiful. Well, actually, there was a lot of that in Wyoming. Uh, beautiful sunsets and lakes and rivers. Uh, but that question kind of ties into our name change. And uh, I think the most, the coolest spot that we went to was this little town called Atlantic City. And the population is like 50 people, roughly. Wyoming. Atlantic City, Wyoming. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. What did I say? Because there's a, no, no, you Oh, yeah, there, I said, yeah, there's, there's two Atlantic, Atlantic cities. cities. Yeah. So Atlantic City, Wyoming, it's this old, it was built in the late 1800s, cowboy western town. And we're meeting uh, one of our friends there who was going to hit the trails with us for a day or two at this little mercantile. Atlantic City Mercantile. And we go inside, and we're waiting for Josh to show up, and we walk in, and this like, you know, nothing town, you don't think anything of it, and you walk into this pub, mercantile, bar, it's restaurant. definitely not like that. When you yeah. come in there, there's like anti-government rhetoric. Yeah, for sure. And I didn't think of it like that at the, at the time. 
it, but looking back, it has that like yeah, very yeah. very outlawish yeah. like town of like fifty seven people. You we walk in the bar and it was like there's probably like the two people, two or three people working there, and maybe one or two locals. And you walk in and it was very much like, what are these city slickers doing here? So you get the, <laughs> kind of get the eyeball, you know. So you're sitting there and and we kind of start telling them what we're doing, you know. And then they start warming up a little bit. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they start telling us a story about Robert Redford. And Radford uh, ended up, uh, this town was along what's called the Outlaw Trail. Um, and Robert Redford, had re- we're like, oh, what's the Outlaw Trail? And they kind of start going into it, and they use Robert Redford. Like, well, Robert Redford retraced part of this Outlaw Trail that runs border to border. It was in 18, excuse me, 1976 by horseback. Come to find out the Outlaw Trail is some of the West's most infamous outlaws, like Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid and the Wild Bunch. Um, and all these guys, the Outlaw Trail is a bunch of different hideouts uh, from border to border that havened them, gave them safe havens after they would do like heists and robberies and all this kind of stuff. And we're like, oh, that's, you know, we kind of just really were like, that's sweet. We, in a weird way, we'd been talking about what if, what and if our next expedition would be. And we kind of thought about the Lewis and Clark Trail. Uh, and that'd be some cool history. But here we land in this small town. And you and, looked, you were sold on it right away. Yeah, I was you, like, that is because like, well, I'm I'm always a more I'm the planner, so I'm always skeptical and more like I'm we got to do the outlaw trail. That's so he our... like, <laughs> she brought this book out that Robert Redford wrote, and it's funny because the bartender there is like, oh yeah, Robert Redford. Her name was Connie, and she Connie. was like 71 years old. And if you're listening, Connie, we love you. <laughs> and uh, and so then she's like, oh yeah, Robert Redford came through here a few years ago and did the outlaw trail and. And we're like, oh, a few years ago being like 1940. Yeah, like <laughs> before I was born, you mean? <laughs> but, uh, and then she said Outlaw Trail, and Kobe kind of like his ears Tuned broke in. up. And, yeah. and so they start talking, and, and she's like, well, you really should talk to John. I always think his name was Bob. Okay. <laughs> I always I think know. it's John for some reason. <laughs> Anyways, so we start talking to this old timer that was there, and he was an old. Uh, he grew part, up in this town. Native American, and he yeah. basically grown up in this area. And he started talking to us about it. And he was like, "Yeah, I mean, it was." He it, it basically this is one town that provided safe haven for these outlaws along the, you know, basically border to border. It went from El Paso, Texas, all the way up to I think Landusky, or maybe a little little north Landusky, Montana. So it ran almost up to the to the um, Canada border and like Kobe said it was just kind of a safe haven away that's the cool thing about this one is how much uh, kind of mundane terrain that we did last time because you know naturally the pioneers are gonna find the path of least resistance so a lot of the trail that we hit was just long dusty roads like they did you know and this one in, in contrast to that these are the outlaws that tried to stay as far off the grid and away from civilization as they could because they were harboring their cattle that they had stolen or, you know, their loot, and they had these hideouts. And so this is this is one that kind of like – the Oregon Trail kind of like, you know, wet, you know, wet our taste buds in that kind of historical trail kind of thing. And this one kind of speaks to us a little bit more because we feel like in a small way we're a little bit of outlaws ourselves, and we kind of we kind of like that – you know that kind of feel of you know doing things to the to the beat of your own drum so to speak so it was it's going to be a, a lot different it's going to be a lot more intense and uh well in the same way that we created the route for the Oregon trail 
essentially the Oregon Trail, I mean, obviously, not even essentially, it was already an existing trail, and Jason um, spent hours just basically making a, a route that ran parallel. The Outlaw Trail isn't a trail. It's just hideouts and different areas that the Cowboys, like Jay was saying, spent time in. And now we're getting to connect. We're not going to, I mean, there's probably 200 towns. We're obviously going to do the highlighted, the big ones for sure, which is going to be mainly in Utah, which right around Moab is uh, Robber's Roost, and then Hole in the Wall, and then Browns Park. Utah and Wyoming, those are the three main ones, but we'll get to kind of pick from the border El Paso where we start connect the dots and it's going to be from what Jay said I haven't, I don't do any of the mapping because I suck and hate technology <laughs> <laughs> but naturally those states are a lot more technical terrain and so it's going to be a lot we're like I mean or just talking about it we're like I want to get out there I can't wait to have like a more because it wasn't as like I said the Oregon Trail wasn't as challenging as we thought it was it had its moments it was more mentally challenging on the day to day than it was um, like terrain challenging you know what I mean um, the outlaw trail, just what we're going to be going through is going to be both. And in the, in the contrast, now as an expedition team, we know how to more so deal with each other's, okay, like Wilkie needs food in the morning. Otherwise, he's kind of grumpy. Or um, myself, like the, one of the things I struggled with is I don't like to wear my shirt hardly <laughs> ever. Honestly, I don't like to wear clothes if I don't have to. <laughs> And so the first like two weeks, I was very much like, because we were filming for the documentary, I just kind of had a hard time with that. And we got to learn how to work with each other's corks and each other's mood swings. And so anyway, tying that into the the outlaw trail, I think that next time we're going to be better prepared mentally and practically in some, some aspects, but, uh, but we're going to be more excited because the trail is going to be more technical, which will allow because we're able to work more in unison as a team, knowing how each other you know, functions, I think it'll allow us to be able to work better through the more crazy obstacles that I guarantee are going to be there more consistently, if that makes sense. Yeah, and the expedition will be a slightly different, too, because we're going to spend more time in one area on this one. Um, we realized that like, just because of the last one, it really goes a long way to spend some time in an area and kind of dig in, not only historically, but like you get to – you get to know the town a little bit better and you get to kind of see those things that are off the beaten path because we, you know, the Oregon trail, especially the first few States, we were just trying to burn through them because we knew we, well, we didn't know what we were going to run into. And so, you know, that's part of the reason we got so far ahead is we didn't really pace ourselves. We just kind of were like blasting through it because we didn't know if we'd even have enough time to finish. And so we're like, we'd rather be ahead of schedule than behind schedule. So we kind of blasted through because of that, there was like, you know, opportunities missed hooking up with people that we, you know, that we connect with on social media or that kind of follow us, that kind of thing, you know, or just kind of digging into these communities and like, you know, finding those like nitty gritty historical details, you know what I mean? The, the things that like you don't get just as a normal tourist traveling through. And that's kind of what we want to, we want to work on this time is spending a little bit more time in these areas and kind of digging in, you know, not just the history side, but kind of like getting into the off-road culture in those areas and, and digging into some of the recreational stuff in, in the different areas that we go through, kind of making the most of, of the travel, you know, it's, it's, you learn a lot being out there for, for that long, but, and that was kind of the, finding that outlaw, outlaw trail, it was probably three days it took us to kind of decide that, okay, this is the direction we're going, Yeah. and then, uh, this one is a little bit more established, there's a little bit more, uh, um, you know, just information on the outlaw trail than there is 
the the Oregon Trail. The Oregon Trail that was a really hard one because there wasn't a lot of off-road culture tied into it. Um, there is a little bit more tied into the Outlaw Outlaw Trail. So there's it'll be a little easier plan that way, and and I think we'll be able to hit a lot more uh, challenging terrain, which will be fun. So yeah, and then that's how we kind of morphed into our new name because it was yeah. After the trip, it was, uh, September, early September, when we kind of got back into it. And we were kind of like, I mean, before we didn't even know, because originally the Oregon Trail trip was an old once-in-a-lifetime trip. It was just one of those ones that was like, okay, we're going to plan this big trip, we're going to go do this, and this will be something we talk about for the rest of our lives kind of a thing. And now it turned into a way of life. Yeah, it really did. And, I mean, it was kind of a natural thing. We're like, oh, well, what are you guys going to do after this? Are you guys going to continue this? And then, you know, we started talking amongst each other, and it's like, are we going to do this? And then it started becoming like, well, we all kind of enjoy this kind of lifestyle. And it gives us, you know, in a small way, it gives us some kind of purpose in life to kind of like, you know, plan and prep. And you have kind of this brotherhood that you build around yourself. And and so, you know, through the Outlaw Trail, we decided, okay, yeah, we're going to continue this thing. And it didn't make a whole lot of sense to be Oregon Trail off-road and be doing all these other, you know, historical trails. But that was the kind of the direction we decided to go is we really want to, you know, like you said, there's so many, so much crazy stuff here in our own country. We really wanted to kind of explore, you know, the, our nation's historical trails. That's kind of the path that we started. And there's so many different historical trails throughout our, our country. It's, it's yeah. uh it's a quest that could keep us busy for a while, for sure. Yeah. So well, we we went through a lot of heartache <laughs> trying to figure out a new name for ourselves. But we wanted something that seemed natural, natural progression, but kind of described us in a way. And we kind of, that Outlaw Expeditions was the name that we first came up with, pretty much. And we kind of went through about a billion names and came full circle all the way back to it. And what spoke to us was the ox, I think. I think that's what spoke to all of us because we felt like the Land Cruiser was slow and I mean it'd get through anything kind of like an ox would but it doesn't get there fast kind of a deal and then you know just tying in with the historical side of the ox with the wagons and that kind of thing that kind of kind of that was the common denominator that kind of spoke to all of us and so well knowing that we had to rebrand too it was like okay if we rebrand you know, we have to come up with a new logo. Uh, we have to change all our information. We have to put our new logo on all our social media and all our portals and, you know, whatever it is. And Outlaw Expeditions, because really it was, we could become Outlaw Trail at, uh, off-road, which is still OTO. You know, that yeah. was the big battle. Do we stick OTO and just change the words or do we go full circle and redo, the, you know, entirely? And so... Adding to what Jason said, Outlaw Expeditions without the E, O X, and Ox, and then we started messing with, uh, or uh, you know, one of our design guys started messing with some Ox images for us, and it was like he came up with a really sweet logo that just stuck, and we're like, like it was it. a hard two months. That was for me after the trip, because naturally, you know, you want some downtime, you got to think, and you got to get back into family life and work life and all the stuff. But the rebrand, I think, was probably one of the harder things we've done on the back because it's just pretty much Jason and I that do most of the back end stuff, um, whether it's him doing the editing or sponsorships, which is me, and social media and meetings and you know yeah. going to meet people for whatever the case is. And then you try and add a rebrand, which there kind of became this order to it because um, we were going to release some merch. And we have the design like in play basically, but we're like, okay, if we rebrand, we can't really drop merch 
that has Oregon Trail off-road because then people are going to be buying all this Oregon Trail off-road merch um, when we become Ox Overland. So there became this natural like domino effect and we have to do one thing at a time. Um, so the first thing is obviously rebrand Ox Overland. And then actually too, we're not saying Oh yeah. So the, oh yeah, we were creating a new website because our old one just wasn't good. Uh, if any of you guys are in the market for a website, I encourage you. On, I only know him on Instagram, but his handle is his name is Paul Stout, and it's Stout Web Solution, uh, and he is kind of specializing in like outdoor off-road <coughs> uh, websites. That's what he kind of markets himself as, and he built us a phenomenal, a phenomenal website. Yeah. But so we couldn't we couldn't launch the new website until we rebranded. Uh, which means, you know, and then obviously we're trying to get the videos and everything out. So it was a crazy few months. And now we're at that point where we're over the hump. We're officially Ox Overland. Um, and now there's still this natural progression of what we're getting into as Ox Overland. Like Jason was saying, we're going to be planning the trip <clears throat> differently next time. We're not going to be on the day-to-day -day so much, but we're going to basically five days on the trail then we're going to stop at the historical spots and spend a couple days there wheeling and researching the history and hunting that kind of stuff and do some more recreational stuff um but with that where was i going with that i lost my train of thought yeah the i think we're the apprehension of changing i had i probably had the most apprehension of anybody tra changing the name we just put so much work into oregon trail off road and it was hard to think of it anything else as anything else but it was one of those things that once once it happened it felt good because it was almost like, you know, <clears throat> it was the end of one chapter and the starting of a new. I mean, it was like we had this, you know, once in a lifetime or what we thought was going to be a once in a lifetime trip. And then it evolved into this whole other thing. And it was kind of like once the whole transition was over, it felt good. It felt like a new beginning. It felt like, okay, now we're on this new path. And, and like Kobe was saying, it was a real like drag kind of going through that whole process. And so it made you kind of be like, our, you know, are we on the right path? But once we kind of came through and over that hump, it was really like, okay, we, you know, we, you know, we were Oregon Trail off road, and now we've emerged from this trip as you know, Outlaw Expeditions or Ox Overland, and and it just like it, it feels good, it feels natural, and so we're we've kind of got a renewed excitement for you know planning a new expedition and just yeah. kind of getting into this new season of life. I think. Yeah, we got lots of cool stuff coming up. New rig. We're gonna we're not gonna reveal it yet, but we've got a. We got a new rig that we're working on. No, so no, ex no exclusives for Toyota Trucks and Trails podcast then. Yeah, well, well, we could. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you this: it's a Toyota. Yeah. Uh, it is a Toyota. Well, so, I, I was hoping for that. So, but that's. Yeah, we'll say this because I do say this proudly and pridefully and arrogantly. Jason said it earlier. Thank you for that. The Ranger did phenomenal. So, for those people out there. Um, that because one of the things we started as was two regular contractors that don't have the brand new rigs and there's nothing wrong with them but kind of our angle when we started Oregon Trail Off-Road was to show that you can do big expeditions and do crazy terrain with older rigs and there's kind of this like in the overland world this prima donna sense compared to like to like rock crawling and you know what I mean uh, we're all about gadgets and you know all these accessories and some of which aren't even needed and so there's this weird stigma. We talk to people all the time like, oh, man, I wish I could take my, you know, GMC Jimmy or my full-size Bronco wheeling, but it's just too old. And I'm like, no, like we did 5,000 trail miles retracing the Oregon Trail. And again, if, you, if you've been trucks. listening the whole time, yeah, in 23-year-old trucks, a 1993 four-liter four Ranger, which was built, two-inch lift on 32s, rear locker stock gears, 
Jason's was obviously dual locked, four inch lift on 34s, you know, more built. But I say that not because, well, both reasons, just to say like you don't need brand new rigs sure. to to wheel and to have fun. Yeah, you, I mean, <laughs> it makes it nicer. It makes it nicer. Well, sure. I, I, I think a lot of people get, like you said, and and, and just adding to that, I, I think a lot of people get caught up in that needing the latest and greatest and and all the gadgets and they really miss out on uh some good times just enjoying what uh what they already have and that that's one thing that uh that rich and i try to do through through the podcast here is is encourage people just uh you've got a toyota four-wheel drive um in our opinion you've got the best off-road rig out of the box to begin with um, get out and enjoy it. And, and I think a lot of people, like I said, get lost in, uh, in all the Facebook posts of all the new, uh, new gadgets and, and fun stuff and, and think that those things are necessities when, uh, as you guys have proven, um, I mean, I'm sure that, uh, and it's a good question to ask, but I'm sure there's things that, that you feel like, uh, were a hundred percent necessary and other things that you, you probably realized along the way that you thought you were absolutely going to have to have, but as time went along, you kind of discovered, well, maybe that wasn't as, as important as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. There was definitely a point on the trail where we felt like the original pioneers. I think there was like two big boxes of stuff we sent back home the stuff that we just (laughs) didn't need. And we're like, I mean, the, I guess the, the easy thing to do as an overlander is to bring everything in the kitchen sink and um, you can do that on a 5-10 day trip pretty easily and it doesn't make much impact but if you bring everything on a kitchen sink on a big expedition just like the pioneers found you know you know 150 years ago it's like you don't you what what you actually need is far different than what you think you need and so I mean you can get along you know it's like Kobe said I mean that you know that for him as you can tell is a point of pride and as it should because it's like you know, the crazy thing about us is, I mean, we love all these other guys that are doing the expedition stuff. I mean, especially the series. I mean, we pretty much watch them all. Yeah. The thing that, like, we try to show, too, is, you know, there's also another side of this. There is, like, just regular guys that decide, you know, that we're just going to go try it and what we have. You know what I mean? And it's, you know, and it works. I mean, you, you just got to be smart with what, what you have. Sure. I mean, if you're, it, you can get along if you have a, you know, a stock truck with a lot of armor on it and some lockers you can get yourself through a lot of stuff you might be dragging yourself but you'll you'll get through a lot of stuff i mean there's things you can do where you don't have to have a you know forty thousand dollar rig to get yourself through these things i mean again it definitely makes it more comfortable and some of those creature comforts that the new vehicles have are pretty pretty awesome oh but, yeah but we love it i mean that's who we are i mean me and me and kobe like you said are a couple of contractors that just kind of we found this passion and we're following it and wherever it takes us is wherever it takes us. But we kind of like the, the fact that, you know, and again, it kind of loops back to that outlaw side of things. It's like, you know, we just, we do with what we do and we kind of go with what we have and we make it work and, you know, we're not the richest guys in the world and we're not the poorest, but we, we have a passion for this expedition life. And so we, you know, try to pursue it full force, you know? Well, I, I'm just, just glad, uh, I, I had kind of wondered after I talked to you guys last time, uh, even then, what uh, what your plans were going to be after the uh, after the Oregon Trail trip. So it, it is really refreshing to me 
and I'm sure to, to other people that follow you to, uh, to know that you guys are moving on to, to something else, whether it's required rebranding and, and going through everything that, that you've went through to, uh, to continue on into, to Ox Overland or, or be it something else, but just the idea that, uh, you have, uh, you've inspired yourselves to, uh, to keep going and, and find that next adventure somewhere. And we've inspired our wives to inspire us to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> or to let us keep going. <laughs> that, uh, that little tidbit seems to help us um, get to enjoy our hobbies as long as we've got them on the same page with us. Or uh, at least it does in my household anyway. Yeah, a lot of times support means just allowing me to do what I want to do. Right, right. <laughs> It's not jeopardizing your relationship. I don't. I don't need you to actually enjoy what I'm doing. I just need you to allow me to do what I'm doing. Right, right. And I have a wonderful wife in that aspect. She, uh, like I said a little while ago, she's not a big fan of off-roading, but uh, she is perfectly okay with me uh, enjoying my hobby. And when I'm doing what I enjoy doing, she uh, she finds things that she enjoys doing that she enjoys doing without me. So we. Uh, yeah. We, we we both get to uh, to have a good time away from each other. That's right. Sometimes that's important. It's crazy too, because like the community itself is something that like we didn't expect. You know, when we were planning this, it, it was crazy because it was more than anything. It started out as us just filming and, go and GoPros and stuff. And I'm a documentary nut, so I was like, well, let's just film this, and then I'll just try to edit it part-time and we'll just see what it turns out to be and we'll just kind of make a documentary for us and our kids that we did this this thing and then I mean in much the true nature of you know how this thing happened it just kind of snowballed turned into this thing where now it's like now I've got my face in a computer for more hours than I can count editing <laughs> editing these videos and the purpose for editing is on a much greater scale <laughs> yeah so, it's it's kind of crazy. It, everything in this whole whole experience has kind of evolved and kind of grew much beyond what we ever thought it would be. And so, you know, in a, in one way, it almost felt like a disservice if we just quit after this one, just because there's you know such a big community that has risen up around us here locally and you know everywhere, and just kind of the networking and the contacts we've made. It's like, you know, it really does become more of a way of life. You know, I mean, there's. We've got friends all over the world now that we would never have had we not done this, you know, and we've come into contact with more different kind of people and it's, you know, broadened our spectrum of understanding and it's, you know, it's, it's definitely giving us, given us an experience that we wouldn't have had otherwise. So it's, after that, it's really hard to just like hang it up and say, yep, we're done. We did it, you know? Right. So this is a lifelong passion for us, I think. Oh yeah. Well, I, oh, yeah. Like I said, I'm. I personally, I'm glad to hear that you guys are, are uh, going to continue on and do other things, and, and I look forward to uh, look forward to following along. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, I guess the next thing is her videos February. I haven't said when February. I'm yeah. working really hard to try to get, get everything edited and try to put it together. We're doing, I mean, it's hard to find the time to do it all, but we're, we're working hard towards that. So February, the uh, new series will be out, and you'll be able to watch us. I think this format we're going to try to release a video every two weeks or every other week. I mean, and uh, and then it'll be probably that is every two weeks. Every other week is every two weeks. Is it yeah. okay? <laughs> Both of those things. We'll release it every two weeks and every, every, every other week. week. 
<laughs> and it'll go on for I I mean I don't I'm not even sure yet. I'm not done editing the whole season yet, so I don't know how many episodes we'll have, but it'll go on for quite a few months. So we'll have a lot more content than we had last time and it'll be it's it's gonna be interesting. There was a lot of stuff that happened on the trail that yeah. Little things, big things, you know, I mean, it was... Well, and on the flip side to that, too, you can imagine doing a 44-day you know, 44 day expedition and then documenting it. There was also stuff that we missed that, like, going back through. It's like, Jay's like, dude, I have, like, a partial story, and it's just because lack of experience. I mean, again, you film for a five- or ten-day trip, and you're not really burnt out, you know. Ten days, it's like, yes, dang it, I have to go home. Once you get to like 25, three weeks in and you're just like sick of everybody and uh, now we're in Missouri or not Missouri, but uh, Nebraska, and there's nothing here. You kind of miss stuff. So on the flip side, not to like discredit anybody, it was all of us, but it's uh, everything that happened on the trip. Like Jason said earlier, it was everything we expected, nothing but we nothing that we anticipated. There was those things on the filming side that we didn't anticipate or weight balance and distribution in the rigs that for the next expedition, just like mommy and daddy, when you have your first kid, by the time your kid's five, you might still not have it all together, but you've got some more pieces and some different bits of wisdom to help guide you through that section of parenthood, right? Sure. That's kind of the same thing. It's the way that we're going to set the next expedition up and even the filming and how we're going to film it, um, you know, is going to be different and more conducive to get better footage even than we got this time you know so and it's sweet i'm jay does all the editing and just for all you people out there that have uh partners or business partners whatever make sure you appreciate the things that they do even if you know because i don't touch computers <laughs> and he works his tail off editing these videos and they're going to be sick yeah it'll be fun We're I'm, excited. I'm, it's it's fun for me too because i get to relive the trip um through just you know editing the videos and seeing the footage and stuff so he relives the video, the trip through the videos, and I relive it through social media. <laughs> <Yeah>. Pictures. <laughs> See, this is, this is our, this is, we both have our, our, uh, our media outlets. Your little niche. There you so, go. There you our go. own little time capsules. But, Take me to my happy place. <laughs> yeah, it was a good trip. It was, there was, it was a lot of learning. You know, like I said, you can plan all you want, but when you're out there for that long, I mean, one of the big things we learned is, Wilkie always says, as Grandpa said, a place for everything and everything in its place. And that's kind of one of the things that we realized is more important when you're out there for a long time is everything we brought was in boxes. And by the end of 44 days, you're just tired of digging things out of places. And so for to have everything, you know, accessible, you know, kind of a kitchen setup that pulls out, you know, everything has a place for itself. That goes a long way for morale because like I said before, you know, it's any little changes you can make to make things run smoothly makes for a better experience for everybody because <clears throat> you're not, you know, I mean, one of the biggest mistakes we made was not having AC on the rigs and it was so hot out there and not only for ourselves, but like we burnt out an inverter, we've been burnt out a radio just because it was so hot in the cars that it was burning out the electronics and we didn't really think, we're like, heck, the pioneers did it why can't we do it without ac yeah. and uh we might have been able to do it but our electronics however is a different story so there's a lot of those kind of small lessons that we learned that and the crazy thing is i still don't want ac yeah, well we probably i mean we roll not that we will but yeah they i do really good in the heat and it was just funny like i don't care if i shower i'm kind of the dirty grungy weirdo and here i sit with my new glasses and i'm like struggling because i look nicer than i really am <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. I liked. I don't really like cold air. I, even in the summer. I just don't. I, I don't mind air conditioning. I just prefer to have my yeah. windows down. Well, it's room. one of those things that we realized too. Even AC, right? We did it without, which kind of gave us more of the experience of the original pioneers that did the Oregon Trail because it's hot and there's really unless you jump in a even the some of the links and rivers were warm. Yeah. Um, you get a nice cold one once in a while, but uh, yeah, it, it kind of really made us appreciate more so what they had to go through. And that was kind of like, I very much tried in everything, not that I was perfect at it or that the other guys didn't, but I tried to purpose myself in every situation to kind of put myself in someone that would have walked this trail. Like even at times where I'm complaining or whatever, it's like, okay, we're in trucks. We got cell phones. We have navigation. We have food. We have water. And even if we run out of this, we're in a truck three, four hours away from civilization we can get it, you know, but, uh, it, it makes you very much just appreciate what other people, what they had to go through. And it makes you realize how much of a crummy person you are inside, just, <laughs> you know, at different levels. Like, Oh man, like I really do take a lot for granted, uh, in, in our day and age with, with everything. Yeah. It's, it was a learning experience yeah. for sure, but it was fun. Even looking back now, we were, me and Kobe were just reminiscing earlier. We, I got this big picture printed out and we were looking at it and it was like, just looking at pictures sometimes makes you wish you were back on the trail with your brothers, you know? Well, it's very cool that you guys were able to uh, to pull this off. I was was really excited for you guys to embark on it after we talked the last time. And, and I have thoroughly enjoyed up to this point following along. And I've said it a few different times already, but I, I'm really glad that... Uh, that you guys have been inspired to to keep going and d- dive into that next journey and and speaking only for myself but i i think most of the listeners of the uh, of the podcast here too um i think everybody is going to uh going to get a lot out of seeing where you guys go from from this point forward um especially with the addition of another toyota that that makes it just that much better there's the caveat right there well we appreciate all the support we've got Without, I mean, we're you know we wouldn't get half the help we did without you know dollars we get and you know, just guys like you helping us tell this story. So we appreciate and it. If, for those of you that want to find out uh, what our next vehicle is, when we created our new website, I think unintentionally, um, oh yeah, there. If you go to our website, which is outlawexpeditions.com, without the e and expeditions. Um, browse it. You'll obviously have links to our Instagram, to our Facebook, to YouTube channels, that kind of thing. But somewhere hidden in our website is actually what we're actually what we're actually building and what we're what we're making right now. And we haven't released it to the public, but we found it just inadvertently. Yeah, we're like, oh, we didn't realize there. We didn't realize that we put that on there. But actually, somebody else came to us and they're like oh i see you're having this for your next rig and i was like how did you know that he's like it's on your website i was like where and it took me a good while to try and find out where it was but it's on there it's not easy to find but the the next rig if you really really want to know you can go on there outlawexpeditions.com yeah well just uh in in closing in closing here um why don't you guys go through and, and list your, your social media sites, whether it's the old ones or the new ones or uh, wherever people can find you at, and especially check out your videos of the trip and, and that sort of thing, if you, don't, if you don't mind. 
Yeah, so our website, which is uh, our kind of our main portal, is outlawexpeditions.com, without the E on expeditions. Uh, on Instagram, we are Ox Overland, but it's O-X underscore Overland. On Facebook, we are same thing, Outlaw Expeditions. Outlaw Expeditions without the E. Our YouTube channel is Outlaw Expeditions without the E. Um, what else do we have? And then yeah, our YouTube video, our YouTube channel has our videos. And then uh, the easiest place yeah. is just our website. You can connect to all our all our social media and all of our videos, everything right there. But yeah, those are all our our uh, social media outlets. Yeah, and feel free to hit us up too on social media questions. Jason runs Facebook. I kind of run Instagram. And we love hearing um, from you guys. We, so. Yeah, we, we love people just hitting us up or whatever it is, and uh, for, especially for people that are like out there like planning big expeditions or whatever. Like we don't think we have it all together. We just know a little bit more than the next guy that hasn't done it, and we love sharing that advice and just kind of being able to to build the community that way and get other people doing what they should be doing, and that's exploring this country and every country, no matter where you live. <laughs> that's, that's some awesome advice, man. It, it, it really is. Um, if you guys want to buy the Ford Ranger or trade for a 79 Series Land Cruiser, <laughs> just throwing it out there, it's for sale or trade. Hit me up. <laughs> Preferably a 79 Series Land Cruiser. <laughs> well, you're, a, you're just a guy after my heart, because that's kind of my dream dream truck, too, is a... A 70 series of some some sort. I'm not I'm not terribly picky. I just uh, I would just like to have a 70. So anything in the 70 in the 70 line is fine. Yeah. Well, guys, um, in, in an effort to uh, to not tie you up terribly terribly long this evening, I, I appreciate you taking uh, taking some time to to come back on the show and and kind of talk about your trip and that kind of stuff and. Like I said, I, I look forward to checking out the rest of your videos. I need to catch up a little bit. I know you've released a couple since the last time I last time I checked them out, but uh, I've enjoyed all of them so far, and, and I encourage anybody that's listening to uh, to check them out. These guys are have, have put a lot of work into this, and, and uh, it's really some, some quality quality stuff. I'll get it spit out here in a minute. But, uh, well, just, we don't claim to be professionals, but we do try hard to put out a good good video well I, I i promise you people listening to this podcast are used to unprofessionalism if they uh if they've been listening from the beginning they've they've figured out that uh, we're not professionals around here either so people that's right <laughs> <laughs> well we appreciate the opportunity to be on you know you know tell our story anytime that we uh get an opportunity to talk about what we did we always uh, like yep <laughs> we like talking about it that's for sure even if it's not a podcast even if it's just running into someone or whatever we're like yeah <laughs> let me go reliving my past there there you go well that's that's why we do things is to have stories to tell later or oh, yeah. you know at least at least that should be part of it anyway so yeah. uh, you know if you if you don't have any anything to talk about you just uh you haven't lived enough in my opinion that's right that's right. You haven't seen enough places or put yourself in enough bad situations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, guys, uh, again, thank you for uh, for coming back on. We look forward to to keeping up with you. And uh, if uh, if something comes up in the future that that you guys want to get out there or anything like that, feel free to reach out to us, and we'll we'll get you back on again. Oh yeah, we'll get back good. on before our next expedition for sure. All righty, awesome. All Thanks, right. guys. Thanks. Appreciate it.
Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you have no clo- no idea how close you just came to getting shot. <laughs> Are you, you better put that in the bloopers. <laughs> huh? Somebody invading my studio and my house. <laughs> And your truck. And my truck. All, 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 at, all at one time. <laughs> oh, God. I'm glad that was a, kind of a silent time where I wasn't in the middle of a fucking thought because. <laughs> There's a lot of things you're glad you weren't in the middle of. Doing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I heard that from this end and I'm like, wow, that really happens. (laughs) I guess, I guess you do have to lock your doors when you're there. It, it it does help. (laughs) Okay. That's going to take a few drags off a cigarette. (laughs) Your heart's still in your chest. Yes. (laughs) Oh God, that was great. That was great. <laughs> the things that happen on this podcast. Uh, you will find it nowhere else, folks. Uh. <laughs> All righty. Well, we want to uh, want to say thanks to uh, to Jason and Kobe for coming on the show again. And uh, this probably would have fit a little bit better had uh, we, we done it, you know, a little bit closer to them wrapping up uh, the Oregon Trail trip, but as it as it turned out, it, I think it worked out very well. Um, kind of uh, lining up with their their rebranding and and wanting to uh, start discussing their plans for the future and that kind of stuff. So, although it uh, it may feel a little dated in in one aspect of their their original journey ended in in July of last year. Um, they've got some big plans for the future and and uh, i hope uh hope everybody checks them out and and give them a shot these guys are doing some cool stuff and and they're just uh they're just normal guys like the rest of us um they've just figured out how to uh to live my dream i don't want to don't want to speak for you for you rich but they're uh they're doing some really cool stuff anyway sounds like it I, I know you haven't listened to the interview yet, but I, I, I hope you get a chance to uh, get a chance to check it out. I don't know whether you've watched any of their their videos or stuff on uh, on YouTube, but we'll we'll link to their YouTube channel. Um, so if you folks want to uh, want to check it out, they're they're putting a lot of production work into the into the videos and stuff, and it's uh, it's really cool, really cool. Awesome. All righty. Well, uh, moving on. Rich, do we have any? Uh, any feedback this week? Um, it's been quiet. I think uh, I think everyone's too busy freezing or uh, wheeling. I haven't heard too much. Yeah. Um, again, folks, um, step up your game. We've we've got a whole segment <laughs> here, you know, devoted to feedback. And if we don't have any, then it's just a dead segment, and that's no fun for anybody. But to uh, we, we did get a little bit, and and, and to, to to not leave this gentleman out and. I also wanted to say, folks, um, I know that, that we've gotten some some messages and that kind of stuff that I have forgotten to mention. And to, to those of you that have uh, 
have sent stuff in that we haven't mentioned on the show. I, I have tried to respond to everything in whichever way it comes, be it email or, or whatever. Um, if we haven't mentioned you on the show, it is uh, a, a complete accidental oversight on, on our part. Um, it's not that we don't feel like the, this, the stuff that you uh, you mentioned to us and that kind of thing is not to, not worthy of being on the show. It's it's a complete oversight on on our part, and I would uh, I'm hoping to refine that a, a little bit where I can uh, stay on top of things a little bit where my my uh, failing memory doesn't have to uh, log so much stuff and try to remember where everything's at when the time comes. But uh, we did we did get a really nice post on our our Facebook page. Um, Chris Campbell uh, posted up and, and said that he just finished up catching up on all 26, 26 episodes. Um, I really enjoyed each one. My favorite one so far was the FJ40 episode. I found it informative and entertaining. I hope you continue in the same vein and visit all the Land Cruiser models. Your show has me itching to work on my 91 FJ80 Overland build. Once spring gets here, keep up the great work and keep the episodes coming. Um, I responded. He said, he said Overland built. He did say that. Yes, that seems to be a uh, a real uh, common theme for this uh, for this particular episode. Maybe we should call it the Overland episode. Nah. No, because no, because then no one will listen to it. No. No. If they've even listened to it this far. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway um but anyway chris thank you thank you very much for for writing in and, and thank you even more for for uh listening to the show and and not uh getting sick of us before you made it to uh episode 26 i replied to your your post and and i'll i'll say it again here for for those folks that enjoyed the fj40 episode um there are going to be more uh vehicle or model specific episodes coming up actually have uh on the schedule the uh the interview schedule the record schedule um one coming up in the, the very near near future so look for uh look for another one of uh these style of of episodes to uh to be coming very very soon absolutely all righty well um Again, this week, folks, we don't have anything for Community Spotlight. And for those of you that that uh, listen intently to the podcast, yes, I did catch that last episode when I was trying to get through the Community Spotlight segment. I referred to it like six times as Community Feedback. So um, I, I did catch that in the editing process. It is truly sad that the host of the show doesn't know what segment he's talking about and confuses two of them and puts them together. But I think that uh, longtime listeners of this show come to expect that kind of thing from us. So. Anyway, just 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 wanted to point out my failings there. Um, I, I don't think anyone sees it as a failure. I I. I know I appreciate the fact that uh, thing, things are down to earth around here and, and uh, we're just uh, a couple of regular meathead, gearheads, gearheads and meatheads. Um, but uh, before we go on, um, I also uh, wanted to throw in a, a shout out to our longtime sponsor and friend, uh, Southeast Overland, uh, specifically Mr. Steve Springs, who's uh, been taking care of us. Um, 
<clears throat> go buy all your Overland stuff from Southeast Overland because Overland. He's got a bunch of it for sale. So if uh, if you I mean if you're going to Overland and you go anywhere else, <laughs> I just don't know what the, if you're really doing it right. Yeah, I, I would have to question that myself. Um, yeah, uh, you're not a real Overlander unless you're buying from Southeast Overland. Have we have we shamed them enough? Who, Southeast? No, the, the the listeners that want to overland but don't shop with Steve. Hey, listen, real overlanders can take a joke. Okay. Especially especially the guys driving Land Rovers. But they don't listen to our show. Which is why we can pick on them. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Makes complete sense. I guess. <laughs> those those brave souls. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yes. Um, folks, if, if you enjoy what we, what we do here, um, please at the, at the very least reach out to, uh, to the guys at, at Southeast Overland and, and tell them thank you for, for, uh, supporting us the way that they do and, uh, help them out and do a little shopping with them. Uh, they're, we, we mention it all the time, but they're, they're a great, great bunch of guys to work with. So, um. Uh, any questions or, or anything that you have, Steve is more than more than happy, and the rest of the guys there as well are more than happy to take the time to uh, to go through your needs and wants and, and that kind of stuff and help you get what uh, get what you need. Yeah, I actually got my uh, my my regular shipment of uh, goods from Southeast Overland the other day. And, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, got a sticker and everything. Cool. I got I have more Southeast Overland stickers from buying stuff there. I, I think I've got a bunch myself, but uh, they're cool stickers, so I'm I'm good with that. Yeah, I got them all over stuff here. Um, my wife hates it, but, you know, whatever. Speaking of stickers, um, in, oh. in, in in wrapping up here, um, we have a store on our website, and if you would like to uh, like to help us out a little bit, or or promote the show, or just uh, have a cool sticker or patch or uh, I'm I'm a little little short on on some sizes of t-shirts, but uh, I've I've still got a few of those. Um, just uh, go to the store on our website and, and check that out. Uh, should we do do the normal wrap up stuff here, Rich? Yeah, I suppose I, sp- I suppose we yeah yeah. Okay. But don't don't you have that pre recorded yet? Um, well, I did at one time and and. Uh, it it just right. it just didn't feel right. right doing it that way. So, uh, oh, there's one thing um, before you do that though. Um, <clears throat> we are now on Google Play. Oh, I wanted to mention that. Thank you for bringing that up. Yes. Yes, uh, definitely. We are we are uh, we are live on Google Play. And to the gentleman that we referenced last week that gave us some feedback about not being on Stitcher, um, I have not. Uh, like I mentioned earlier in the show. I've been home one day this month, and uh, I just have not had time to sit down in front of my computer and try to get the the Stitcher uh, configured, sorted out, and figure out how to do it. But uh, just as soon as I get time, I will will dig into that and uh, and try to get something going on on that front as well. So uh, just hang in there with us. We're we are going to be working on it. I'm not going to say that I have been because. Uh, I haven't, but we'll uh, we'll get 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 into that just as quick quick as we can. And I believe now now you can 
you can do your thing. Now I can do yeah. my thing. Okay. That's everything. All yeah, right. we got everything. Well, folks, we, we haven't asked for a long time, but if, if you want to help us out and, and just do it in a real simple way that doesn't uh, doesn't cost you anything, um, please go to iTunes. And uh, if you haven't already, subscribe. Uh, leave us a five-star rating and, and give us a review. It helps us out. I haven't asked you all to do it for, for a long time, but if you haven't done it yet... Um, take a few minutes and do that it it really helps the show get noticed and and uh, helps in in google searches and and all that fun stuff it just it it helps other people find find the show so it it, and it means a a ton to us for uh for you to do it another way that you can help us out that doesn't cost you a dime is if you shop on amazon Um, not if but when you shop on Amazon. If you go to our website and click on our Amazon link and shop through that Amazon link, Amazon gives us a few pennies off of every penny that you spend. doesn't cost you anything anything extra. Amazon gives it to us out of their cut. Um, it's not a lot, but every little bit helps. And uh, Rich and I have said before, this is all uh, this is an out-of-pocket deal for us. Southeast Overland does help, but there's still, uh, still additional... Um, expenses here and there that uh, that we could use a little help with. So if you want to do that, uh, like I said, go to, go to our website. We have an, an Amazon link uh, right up towards the uh, the top of the page. Just click on that and shop like you normally would. If you want to contact us, you can do it through through our website, ToyotaTrucksAndTrails.com. Uh, leave us a comment there. Um, however you want to go about it. Uh, you can send us an email to Toyota Trucks and Trails at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at Facebook slash Toyota Trucks and Trails Podcast. Uh, let me back. Yeah, that's right. We changed it to that. You can follow us on Instagram at Toyota Trucks and Trails Podcast. And once again, we have a YouTube channel that we still don't have any video on. So. <laughs> We will be remedy, remedying that as time goes along. But uh, anyway, Rich, do you have anything else to add before we call it quits? Um, other than um, thanks for listening and uh, get out and enjoy your Toyota. But the get out and enjoy your Toyota line. That, that, so you you can, I mean, I said it, but you should say it more. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely close with that. <laughs> I like that. That's my favorite part of the show. Because it means I get to go drink more coffee. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> well, folks, once once again, we, we appreciate everybody downloading the show and, and streaming the show and however, however you go about listening to us. Um, thank you uh, again. And uh, we, with that, we will uh, we'll bring this to a close. And as usual, uh, get out and enjoy your Toyota. There it was. Sorry. <laughs> I have to remember not to clear my throat or burp. That was recorded, by the way. So <laughs> that's going to that's gonna be at the end of that, the show. That's going to be at the end of the episode. <laughs> All right. Uh, I just wanted to let your wife know I said bless you because she sneezed in the background. I, I, heard I, I heard that. <laughs> I'll pass that along. <laughs> Silence. Silence. <laughs>